Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. At Midwest IT Support Help Desk, we believe that technology should support and enhance your organization's success, not constrain it. With our wide range of best-in-class services, we provide customized solutions that fit your unique IT needs. We are committed to excelling at our job so you can focus on doing yours. Midwest IT Support Help Desk is always available, providing your organization with professional remote help desk support services you need. Midwest IT Support Help Desk will solve your technology issues day or night. Our IT staff ensures that your networking computers are up to date and ready for operation on a daily basis. Don't wait until problems occur. Let our organization solve them with our monitoring software, giving you the peace of mind you need. Let us do the worrying for you. Enabling your workforce with top-notch technologies isn't just important, but imperative for business success. This customizable solution allows your team to work seamlessly and collaboratively in a protected space. No matter what IT services you need, Midwest IT Support Help Desk will be there to support you every step of the way. Midwest IT Support Help Desk. We are committed to excelling at our job so you can focus on doing yours. Please visit www.midwestitsupport.com for more information or shoot us an email at helpdesk at midwestitsupport.com. Give us a call, 765 239 Nine six six eight. You are now listening to Two Guys in the Balcony with Brian and Dan on RadioAFS.com. It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle-belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer It's the most wonderful time of the year What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another great episode of Two Guys in a Balcony with Brian and Dan right here on RadioAFS.com, Batboy Media, the RCP Army. I am Brian, and with me, as always, is my best friend, Dan. What's up, man? What is going on, Brian? How are you doing tonight? Uh, Well, you know, a little upset. I'm doing good, actually, man. I'm doing pretty good. I mean, we had some issues. Um, so for those of you who are listening now... You must stalk our Facebook page because we literally just put the link up like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> and if you're not listening now, then you get a chance to listen to us later. Thanks for tuning in and checking out the show because we had some technical issues throughout the week, so we were unable to post up the show in the beginning of the week like we try to do. So, you know, it, it's up there now. And um, so, yeah. Anyways, my uh, my hand's healing. Um you know, I, I sliced my hand open and everything, and we talked about that last week, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, we talked a little bit about it. Yeah, um, yeah, I couldn't remember if we talked about it or not. But, yeah, it's, it's healing. I went Friday and took the stitches out. There was five, cool. by the way. She said four. Apparently, she put in five. I never paid attention to count, so I wasn't that amazed with it. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I took, 
took the stitches out, still kind of tender right there, kind of hard to do a lot of things, you know, put a lot of pressure on it. But she said it's healing better than what she's seen in a long time. So that's good to know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's always a good thing. Oh, yeah. But that's that's pretty much, man, I've, I've just pretty much been working all week. That's literally been the extent of my... Oh, I got a story for you. You're gonna love this. Real Good, quick, I have nothing sure. for right now. Okay. <laughs> my week was boring. I worked. That is all I did this week. I worked well, it, all week. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like my story is actually based on work. So, you know, it, it it's the only thing I really. Right. That's what I do. What? <laughs> so, is it based on a true story? Yes, it was based on actual events. Um, <laughs> Little embellishment here and there. Right. So, all right. So, you know, I was trying to get that assistant foreman position, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, our foreman, he, he took a couple days off Friday and Saturday because he had to, uh, he had a funeral to go to. His sister had passed away. Very sad. Uh, my condolences go out to him and his family. Oh, yeah. Um, Definitely. But he wasn't there. So, that means that our assistant foreman, has to take charge. Well, our assistant foreman had argued it, didn't want it, didn't want it, didn't want it. Well, come to find out, my assistant foreman didn't even want me to be in the position anyways. He doesn't feel like I know enough, which I understand that. I respect that. Teach me. You know what I mean? If I'm willing and wanting the position, teach me what I don't know, you know, and make, you know, that way you can train me your way so you know that when you're not here, the shit's getting done the way you want it done. Right, exactly. Right. Well, he didn't want me in that position. He wanted the other guy which is fine. He's got a little bit more experience than me, perfectly understandable. So explain to me why this guy, Friday night, start of our shift, I'm sitting on my line working, talking to, talking to a guy, I'm showing him what we're going to do, this and this and this and all this other stuff. He comes up to me and goes, dude, I don't know what to do. I'm like, what? <laughs> like all I could do is like chuckle and just, what? I don't know what to do. What? He's like, I he's like, I gotta do this, this, this and this, but we've only got the people to do this and this and this. So we gotta do like five different things and we've only got enough people to run, you know, three different things. I'm like, Okay, so do this, 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 this and this and I'm like telling him what you know, how to set it up to where all five things can be accomplished easily. Right? Right. Right. He's like he kinda looks at me baffled and confused and he's like all right, I'm going to do some brainstorming and see if I can figure this out. I'm like, okay. So then he comes back to me later. (laughs) Then there were some issues last night, but here's my question. If you're the assistant foreman, then why are you coming to me not knowing what to do, asking for my help? (laughs) So he, uh, last night, he he did. I mean, apparently he thinks highly of you enough to actually come and, you know, get your advice, you know, and, and I mean, I can understand that me being a manager, I don't know everything. You know what I mean? I was an assistant manager and then I became a manager and I know the inner workings of, you know, the company and stuff like that, but I don't know everything that goes on in the store. You know, I don't know everything. So, you well, know, here, here's the thing for advice and stuff. Here's the thing. Um, 
basically the the problem was solved. Well, the problem could have been solved by knowing where everybody's strengths and weaknesses are. You know what I mean? This is true. Knowing, this is true. Knowing what they can do, what they're capable of, you know, this and that and all this other stuff. You place people where their strengths are. You place people where their weaknesses are. Boom, you're good to go. And that's exactly what I did. Right off the bat, real quick, gave it to him. Yeah. Okay. Why ask? First off, one, why ask for my my advice if you're not even going to use it? And at the same time, it's like, well, I go and I look around. He didn't even use any of my advice. But but it's paying attention to who you work with. That's all it is. Pay attention to who you work with. Exactly. Pay attention to who is around you, what they do. If they are only limited to staying where they're supposed to be and don't go out of their area to do other jobs, then they probably don't know what the fuck they're doing. You know what I mean? But if you've got someone that's able to run around that can work on multiple areas in multiple areas and stuff like that, then place them where they where they can be the strongest in helping out another area, right? Yeah. Makes sense. That's what I did. Well, he didn't do none of that. And it was it was a clusterfuck to say the least. But last night we were sitting there talking and he did acknowledge the fact that he knew that I wanted it, thanked me for his help, and then turned around and was like, dude, I didn't even want this position. He's like, I know you wanted it. He's like, I didn't even want it. They, like, pretty much made me take it. And I'm like, well, you could have just kept saying no. They can't make you take a promotion. You know what I mean? Yeah. But so, but the fact that he acknowledged it and had it not – shit would have went a lot worse had I not been there. I can I can say that much, which basically I was just like, well, you know, I'm just going to stay my ass back here on the line and uh, see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> But that's what you get when, you know, that's what you get when you put someone in a position that has no desire to want to be in that position, you know what I mean, or knows anything about what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. You know, we go through the shop last night, well, this morning, and I stayed over helping him shut up, sure, lock up and shut down and you know, hitting all the lights and everything like that. He's like, well, which ones do I flip off? Like, he didn't know nothing. Didn't know how to flip how to flip anything off. Didn't know which ones to shut down, nothing. So here I am, the guy who wants the position, walking around training the guy that has the position. I'm like, we have a problem here. This, this is, <laughs> there, there is an issue in this situation that we have yeah so <laughs> uh, oh. I, I i was like i was torn i was torn between and i'm sure you can understand this i was torn between finding it hilariously fucking funny and also torn between being pissed off about the fact that i'm like here is a guy that clearly don't know what the fuck he's doing and yet i want it and i'm sitting here watching this guy I mean, he's coming to me for help but then at the same time i want to find i find it funny because i'm like ah, here's this guy that don't know what he's doing and he's coming to me for help you know what i mean 
Yeah. So I was, have, I was having like an inner conflict of emotion going on for two days straight. So, you know, it, it, was, it was rough on me, man. It was really rough. <laughs> well, I'm sorry that you had uh, such an emotional breakdown this week. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for your uh, concern. I'm, I'm perfectly hot, fine and healthy now. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. Oh, man. So, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> this week we had a made we had a we had a big big time celebrity uh passing this week. Okay, I must have missed it. I must have missed this one. Wait, was it last week? Was it last week or this week? I don't dude, I worked so much this week I don't even know what I did. What well, who are you talking about? Jim Neighbors. Was it this oh, we week or last about that week? Last week. That was that was last week. That's right. Yeah, we talked about him last week. That's right. Yes, it was last week. See, man, you were third shift. <laughs> You're always behind. I mean, it's one You're... thing to be a day or two behind. To be like, hey, am I am I on beating drum? Am I on two guys in a balcony? Am I on morning cup of sports? But to be am I at work? Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> to be a whole fucking week behind. Considering we talked about Jim Neighbors last week and. You tried to upload audio clips last week from him. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you're you're a whole week behind, dude. A whole yep. well, week. <laughs> you know what? I'm blaming it on third shift because third shift will mess you no, up anyways. No, you can't. You cannot blame being a whole week behind on third shift. You, you, I am. No, that, that's no. that's my story. <laughs> I said a day or two. You know, being like. He, Ooh, I know what it is. I'm blaming. No, I'm blaming it on the holidays. It's. It, I'm blaming it on the holidays. Nope. Because I am nope. nowhere near ready for Christmas, and I need an extra week. Oh, I completely agree with you on that one. So there you I go. Mean, it's the holiday fault. I think our entire listening audience can agree with you on that. But thank you, thank you, corporate America, for for <laughs> our for, for making my children behind. <laughs> They're not a week behind. Our entire our entire audience consists of what three people. <laughs> <laughs> Look, but those three people are faithful. That's what matters. Well, I mean, I'm I'm not saying they're not faithful. I'm saying you know we're we're down to three today because we got the link up late. Now, had we gotten the link up last week, we'd probably be up to five, but. You're putting I mean, your luck on five. I'd say maybe four. <laughs> Three and a half if you got the little ones. Four. Oh, if we got the little ones, then if we got the little ones, that's like three and a quarter, ain't it? Three and a half. <laughs> three and three quarters, you know, something like that. A child is just a nub on the family hand. <laughs> I wasn't talking about children. I was talking about the little ones. The short the short ones. Oh, midgets. Dwarfs. <laughs> My wife. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I love you, babe. Oh. I've been giving shit to, her, shit to her about that all weekend. That's why I said that. Hey, if if yours and mine sit on each other's shoulders, they might be able to give us a high five. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe able to reach the top shelf of the uh, refrigerator. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome you to the very first show where Brian and Dan 
both um, end up on the couch. <laughs> Usually it's just me, and you know I put myself there. But uh, Brian, you're going right along with me tonight. Oh man, I'm telling you, dude, we're we're in the we're in the doghouse tonight. Yeah, oh. but uh, look, I was in the doghouse last night, so. Oh shit! Dan didn't even need a show to to get in the doghouse. Listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> no, so so we had some friends over last night, and we're playing a card game. Uh, we're playing Cards Against Humanity. It's, it's a fucking amazing game. Well, you know, I, I I drank a little bit last night, and then I drank a little bit more. And then there was a little bit more drinking last night. Um, But we're playing and, you know, we're picking on each other and stuff like that. And uh, something was said. I don't remember what was said, but I hold up three fingers to to my wife. Oh, shit. That's it. (laughs) That is it. And the look that I got, I mean, she went from, from, oh, I'm happy, tipsy, yay, to I'm going to slice your fucking throat in the middle of the night. I mean, that look that she gave. If if looks could kill, and I know that this is such a cliche saying, but if looks could kill, I would have had three heart attacks at the same time. Oh, shit. She would have killed me so hard, I would have been reincarnated as an abortion last night. Wow. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, and I know she's listening because she's right here on the line. <laughs> and I know she's going to kick my ass. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> and it's funny because nobody at the table knew what was going on. She, I mean, it, she just stopped. Yeah, I mean, pin drop stopped and looked at me, and I was dying laughing. And she's like, yep, yeah, you're sleeping on the couch tonight and tomorrow night. So well, if it makes you feel any better, I think it's funny, and I wasn't even there. <laughs> I'm laughing my ass off. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate the support. And now she's hey, going to make you a, sleep on the couch tonight. Not a problem, brother. Not a problem. Yeah, she's probably messaging mine right now, talking about, "Hey, if you're listening to this, this is bullshit. You need to make him sleep on the couch. That way they can both suffer." <laughs> Oh, yeah. man. Anyway. So, do you want to get to a couple of our callers real quick, and then we'll get into uh, this week's show? Because I'm actually kind of excited, because we didn't get a chance to talk a whole lot this week, and I'm interested to see what some of your least favorite Christmas movies are. Because I have a feeling that this is going to turn into a uh, uh, somewhat of a debate show tonight. That's very possible. Yes, let's do it. Go ahead and bring our caller on, Dan. All right. Well, the first one we're going to bring on, as always, is the wonderful Miss D. May. How are you doing tonight, Miss D. May? I'm doing just fine. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. Hello. Hello, Brian. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm fine. 
And how was your week this and if week? You're, and counting the three kittens as your audience is not allowed. <laughs> well, then I guess we're screwed. We're down to negative two people, Dan. <laughs> negative two. I think that's a new how record you, for us. How the hell you get into the negative in listening base? Like, they're so bad they took shows away. <laughs> <laughs> they took listeners away from us. They're like, no, fuck you. You guys are bad tonight. We're going to take p- people away. There you go. I guess the negative two would be uh, you and I, because we're not even listening to each other tonight. No, no. And that's no. why well, you had no answer. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I say. What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, the good thing is, is we do have one jarhead listening. I mean, I don't know if that counts as a person, but I mean, we'll take it. No shit. Anything that'll work. <laughs> so, Miss D. May, going along with the theme of our show uh, this week, what is your all-time least favorite holiday movie? Any Cherry Chase vacation, Christmas vacation movie. What? Oh, <laughs> you're killing me! Oh, oh my god! How can you say National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is not one of the favorites? Oh, I'm sorry, Dan. Dan, 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 I think we lost our caller. <laughs> I hear a lot of static on your end, Missy May. I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't, I'm sure I didn't, you do. I didn't hear that, oh, no. that, that last one. See, Dan, you now, heard your picture. You Dan, you're hearing static because my headphones, all I'm picking up is bullshit. Then I would advise you to put your hip boots on. Uh, now, now, <laughs> I, okay. Now I gotta know, Brian. Was my mic cutting out because I could have sworn I said least favorite, not most favorite. Right. Yeah. You you said least favorite. I think D May's hearing might needs to be checked. Okay. I didn't no, know if my mic was cutting out or if she's having problems with reception and you know. I mean, there's been some weird weather uh, systems coming through, and I mean, you know. Didn't know she was having bad reception, so... Um, I don't let's, like let's, Chevy Chase. <laughs> well, it's not Chevy Chase per se. It's the entire cast of the movie. I didn't say the entire cast. I said Chevy Chase. So one person makes you hate the whole movie? Pretty much. If I don't like one actor in the movie, really don't like them, then I tend to really not like the movie. I mean, I can kind of see that. I mean, it's it's you know just like Brian and I with every Tom Cruise movie ever made. Uh, not yeah, every movie. Not every movie. No, no, no. Just about every movie. I'm sorry. Top Gun is is um, is taken out of that. But I mean, that's that was before he became the quintessential Tom Cruise. You know, I mean, Top Gun is what brought Tom Cruise into into the limelight. And uh, I mean. You know, anything but Top Gun. All right. We'll let that slide. Uh, Top Top Gun is excluded from anything having to do with Tom Cruise. Anything else, no. Anything else is is borderline okay, maybe possibly decent. But other than that, no. Tom, it's, it's, I mean, it could be the best movie in the world, and Tom Cruise is going to screw it up. 
But I still don't understand. I still don't understand National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It is a classic. It is hilarious, and it is one of the most iconic Christmas movies out there. No, it's not. It It really is. is. It really is is. because it it brings a whole new it brings a whole new feel to the holiday movies. Because when you think about it, all Christmas movies are centered around what? Santa Claus. But when you look at Chevy, and I'll say Chevy Chase, any of the vacation movies, it's centered around a, a family. guy that's clearly got a few marbles rattling around in his head. Okay? And well, it's, family, it's, it's centered it's around the idea of to, family. Well, that's what I'm saying. That was Randy it's, Quaid. <laughs> It's a guy that's literally trying to trying to be with his family and trying to it, it's all about family life. I mean, so the guy's is, a little loose and you know he's he's a little he's a little bit of a nut job. But I mean, you think about it, I family mean, Christmas movie because that that's it, it really what, is. I mean, you've got you've got the young kids growing up, the new generation that are too cool for their parents, and you know, and then you've got the parents that are trying to be, you know cool with the kids and trying to do things and it's just not cool for the kids and I mean it's always it the, something going on but it really is it's 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 the perfect family movie regardless of it uh, of of when it came out is the ultimate this the ultimate clash between the younger generation and the newer in the younger generation and the older generation and then that generation that's stuck in the middle it is a perfect Perfect 80s movie because you have. Yeah, I just hate it when I don't agree with you, don't you? <laughs> well, I mean that's that's what the show is all about, though. But I mean, it is the it is the quintessential 80s holiday movie because it is the transition of of you know the younger generation kind of wanting to break away from their parents' generation, which is which is what the 80s was about, and then you have the 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 80s adult generation that is trying to hold on to the old traditions of their parents and their parents before them but kind of bring them into a modern light for their kids and then you have the older generation the 50s and the 60s um that you know are stuck on family tradition and are stuck on family and it's the ultimate coming uh, I don't want to say coming of age because it's not really coming of age, but it is the ultimate family coming together movie. Because, I mean, at the end of the movie, they all do get together and they're all happy and they're all, you know, it is, it is what defines the holiday season. You know, I mean, the holiday season, it, it's about family coming together, and that's what this movie does. And that's why it is such a an iconic movie for for all generations. I mean, I've watched it every year since it came out. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> I mean, uh, some of some of the other National Lampoon's Vacation movies or any of the na- other National Lampoon movies, they're not quite up there. But Christmas Vacation is uh, by far the best National Lampoon movie. And it is it is what defines it's what defines 
the Christmas season. It's what defines the holiday season. It defines, you know, families coming together. You know, I'm not agreeing with you, so <laughs> why the pause? <laughs> I know that. I know that. I know you're not. I know you're not going to agree with me. But yep. I mean, and I mean, this is definitely a movie we're going to get into probably here in the next couple of weeks, um, because next week we've got Christmas classics, and then the week after that we've got um, our favorite holiday movies. So I'm pretty sure this one's going to be talked about next week and the week after as well. So, but I was just... Well, that's what you did. I was just shocked. <laughs> I was I was shocked and appalled. Well, Brian must be too because he hasn't said a word. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, didn't give I, refuse a chance to. I refuse to speak to you, ma'am. After what you said about the vacation, <laughs> even though even though you are absolutely wrong, Ms. D. May, I still love you. Well, that's good. Well, that's, I love you too. That's because you have to. But uh, no, no, I don't. No. No, I was, I was talking to Dan. No, I don't. Oh. No, I don't. I'm Trust me, there have been times when when. The Madam D. May and I have um, gotten into it. Disagreed. Disagreed. That, that's a good way of putting it. It's a nice way of putting it. I don't think it's come down to yelling or screaming at each other. Nope. But there have I been don't times yell and when, scream. I don't. Well, I do, but. Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do. But not when, it, not when it comes to that point. When it comes to that point, I'm just. I like to be rational. At times. So. We'll go with that. <laughs> well, Miss D. May, um, we do thank you for your input. And, well, you're uh, welcome. I mean, even though Brian and I completely and totally disagree with you, which is not unusual, it's not. It's really not. Um, but uh, uh, shit, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Um, we well, you were going to cut me off the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to do it politely. Anyway, thank you for calling in. We love talking to you. Um, You're welcome. Now we'll listen to the show. All righty. You have a wonderful night. You too, and you too, Brian. Have a good night. Thanks. <laughs> wow. That's like a virtual kick in the nuts right there. She shouldn't be allowed to call in for two weeks. You have been grounded for two guys <laughs> in a balcony, D-Mate. <laughs> yeah, like after, that abomin- after that abomination of a phone call and your comment about the vacation movies, we don't allow slander on this show. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> the thing is, is we can't ground her. She's one of our regular callers, so that's mis- <laughs> that's crazy. I can't believe that. I mean, National Lampoon is it's an iconic Christmas movie. 
It's one of those you absolutely have to watch every year. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's it's up I, there with the Christmas story, period, for me. I just, yeah. man, it's so crazy. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, anyway. if you yes. if you want to call in, if you want to talk to us, um, or if you just want to you know listen to the show, uh, you can call in at six four six 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 eight eight four six seven. We'd love to hear what um, what your least favorite holiday movie is, even if it's, you know, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Um, we still want to hear what you have to say. So give us a call. Give us a shout. 646-668-867. Hit us on uh, Facebook. We're on the Facebook. Um, on the Facebook. Wow, listen to me. I sound old. Ladies and <laughs> gentlemen, we're, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. <laughs> Check us out. Go hit that like button. Go hit that share button. Um, and uh, you know, if you want to send us a message, if you don't want to come on the air, send us a message. You know, tell us what your least favorite movie is, you know, either on the page or in a private message. You know, um, oh, yeah. if you do it during the show, we will respond. It may be on the air, but we will definitely respond to you. So, but... All right. Mr. Brian. Yes, Dan. Shall we continue with the callers, or do you want to jump into the show and... Well, did you want to bring the next caller on real quick? I mean, I can if you want me to. That, that's up to you. It might be a little dangerous, but... um. I'm not one to get yelled at, so let's go right ahead and do it. <laughs> All right. Oh, hello. You are live with two guys in a balcony. How are you doing tonight, babe? Mm, doing pretty good. Oh, she seems happy. She's like, I get the whole bed to myself. <laughs> right? <laughs> Me and the kitties the tonight? <laughs> oh, well, first I had the short joke, then I had the number three joke, and it, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm totally screwed tonight. Mm-hmm. Hey, at least you at least at least three is a prime number, right, Dan? <laughs> oh, yeah, this, is true. this is true. It is a prime number. And I can't tell her to Dan, read between the lines. And our caller went quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she likes us. Oh, we knew that from the joke. Uh, I mean, I, this is true. I do that when I wake up. I get up, and she's like, "Oh God, I don't like this guy right now." I know. It's like. Good morning, baby. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Make me get up at three o'clock in the morning and get your fucking coffee and blah 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 blah. blah. (laughs) Honey, are you hungry? I made breakfast, and you're like, yeah. I'm just gonna take that to the lab and have it analyzed. I know what chemicals you done put in it. Where's my uh, private taste tester? (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give this I'm, I'm gonna give a bite to the dog. If she doesn't shit through the kennel, then uh, I'm gonna go ahead and eat it. You know what you do is if she say here's the thing, what you do is you put the plate in front of one of the kids, right in front of her, so she sees it. Because if she did something to it, she's not gonna let any harm come to the kids. 
she'll pull that back and be like, no, honey, I made that special for you. I mean, yeah, you, I'm sure you did. I'll hit McDonald's <laughs> on the way to work. <laughs> Depends on who's kid. I mean, this is true. <laughs> this is true. It depends on who I put it in front of because, I mean, it, they'll devour it in less than five seconds. <laughs> so, and it's Subway. I got a Subway in my store. I don't got a McDonald's. So I just, you know, go get me a Subway sandwich for breakfast. Shut up. <laughs> Jerk. And there's strike three, ladies and gentlemen. I am definitely <laughs> sleeping on the couch. Anymore, and I'm going to be sleeping on the floor. Sleep outside in the cold. Room. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'll take my car keys. My car's full of gas. Whatever. <laughs> you sleep in the van. <laughs> See how far that gets you. At least the damn thing starts now. <laughs> Doesn't get very warm. That's okay. I've got my love to keep me warm. <laughs> okay, we'll go with that. All you need is your whoopee, Dan. All you need is your whoopee. I got my whoopee. I know exactly where it's at. I'll be oh, all right. Oh, man. So, what did you think of Miss um, D. May's answer to our question for the week? She said, I thought it was bullshit. We don't even need the caller to answer. I had that answer for her. I can read her mind. Right. I respect that. I respect her answer, but it's wrong. (laughs) Sorry, Mom. I love Uh, that movie. It is a... a, Go ahead. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies. Like, I have to watch it every year. Oh, yeah. Am I not wrong that it, it, it is... One of the most iconic, uh, I mean, coming-of-age 80s movies, especially holiday well, movies. So I love, I love, you know, that movie. I, I wasn't overly fond of the ones that followed it because they did other ones. Yeah, yeah, some you of know, the I other those, uh, Las Vegas I vacation. thought those were stupid. Uh, European vacation, vacation was okay. Yeah. Christmas Vacation is really the only one I like, and and I watch it every year, and I love it, and I think it's funny, and the kids like it, and you know everybody gets a it's it get, kind of gets me in the spirit. It's, it's one of those movies. I can well, I'm sure agree. she, I'm sure she won't agree with the movies that I don't like. Speaking of, what is your absolute least favorite Christmas movie? Or holiday no, movie, I have, whatever you want to say. I have two. One is absolutely a Christmas classic, and I know it is, and I don't care because I just it bores the crap out of me. And that's It's a Wonderful Life. I, I've never liked that movie. Um. All right. <laughs> um. And I get it. It's an unpopular explain to me. opinion. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> No. After now, after Dan, about the original or the remake? No, the original. Oh. Okay. <laughs> first off, first off, I just want to point out that it is rated number one of the greatest 
Christmas movie of all time on Rotten Tomatoes, okay? Yeah, I know. Um, I I also want to point out that you, madam, (laughs) clearly need to watch this movie with a better understanding of movie greatness. Okay, In, in all honesty, what is boring about this movie? This brings a whole, if you think about it, this movie is a whole different aspect to Christmas in general. You're right, and I think a lot of it is because when I was a kid, that movie was played over and over and over again through December. And well, I there's just, a reason for that. I, it's I the greatest Christmas movie like, ever. Whatever, after like 50 times in a month, like I don't want to see it again. I don't want to watch it. It's I don't, no incl- I don't watch it. Okay, when was the last? Okay, let me ask you this. Okay, I can understand getting burnt. <laughs> I can understand getting burnt out on something. Okay, so is it you don't like the movie, or is it the possibility of that you just got burnt out on it as, as at a younger age, at a young age? Probably that I got burnt out on it. I mean, I haven't seen it since I was like twelve. Okay, so I would strongly suggest go back since you're older, you're 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 matured, and you have a better understanding in a lot of things. Go back and watch because I'm pretty sure. Even Dan has a different perspective of things from his 12-year-old self to his now self. On some things. Mm. That's this, yeah, I, I know. I mean, to, to a couple I, I, things. I mean, bills I've still got the same reaction to booze as I did when I was 12, so. Well, if you're a guy and you don't, then you have a problem. <laughs> but here, you, oh, man, my, my head's hurting now. Um. This has made my whole head spin. Like, I'm just, I went cross-eyed on that comment. I'm like, what? But. <laughs> so. Oh, my God, I've gone cross-eyed. Okay, let, let, let's look at this real quick. Oh, man. This, we're, we're about to switch weeks here, Dan. This is going to have to be the greatest Christmas movies of all time, and then next week we'll do the least favorite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a Wonderful Life is one of the best movies ever, starring James Stewart, of all people. But, and of course, you can't forget the gorgeous Donna Reed. But this is a classic movie with a whole different perspective on the Christmas meanings with with everything about it. I mean, a guy grows up, he's going through, it's just life. It's his life. That's it. The struggles that people can actually deal with. And then by a turn of events and the holiday giving, things find a way to, to come around. I mean, yeah, he's visited by a Christmas by an angel that shows him what life would be like without him and, and this and that. But at the same time, it, it also touches that aspect of everybody's always wondered, what would, what would life be like if I had never existed? Yeah. And, and so it actually touches on that. You know, and we don't have a lot of movies that do stuff like that. I mean, and, and we do, but nothing on the level that it, that they did that 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 Frank Capra was able to bring to to film with this movie. I know everything about It's a Wonderful Life. This movie is one of my all time favorites, and it, it's man, I wow, I got thrown for a loop what? there, Dan. Well, no. <laughs> I'm willing to just for you. I will, if I find it this year on TV or on Netflix. I don't. No, 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 
no, you can't watch it on TV. You can't watch it on TV. It, come on, Dan, you don't have this movie? How do you not have It's a Wonderful Life? Actually, I think I have it somewhere in my DVD collection, not in my Blu-ray collection. Well, I, I don't care if it's on 8-track. You've got to play this movie. <laughs> I will but yes, it. please, please do that, and then let us know next week. If you're able to watch it this week, let us know what you think. It It is by far, I mean, in all honesty, it, it is one of my favorites. I'm sure you could figure that out by now. But um, it, it's one of my all-time favorites, and with good reason behind it, it – like I said, it gives you a whole different sense of the the ho- of the holiday that we don't see in other movies like that. And I'm, Dan, I'm sure you can agree with me on that. I mean, it's a whole oh, different yeah. feel to a Christmas movie. <laughs> That's is. one of the things that makes it so great too. Is it's one of a kind. So please, yes, go back, try to watch the movie, and I'd love to know what you think about it from a perspective. Don't don't go into it knowing that you already hate the movie because you want you got burned out on it when you were younger. You know, go into it, watch, sit down, watch the movie like you know maybe like you've never seen it before or you have and you don't remember it. You know, but give, give, definitely give it a fair shake. Give it a chance. I will. I will. And I'm pretty sure I that promise. you will. I'm, I'm pretty sure that you'll you know you'll go to you'll grow to like it. You know, you'll you'll come to a, a, a better understanding and a better feel for it, and and it might turn into a movie that you watch once a year. You know, I watch it. I've got it on. I've got it on DVD, and I watch it at least once a year. I try to watch. I probably watch it about twice in during during the month of December. You know, and there's been a couple times where I've watched it throughout the year and stuff. But plus, it's got one of the best lines in any movie ever. Dan, do you know what line it was? I'm gonna let, dude. This is all you. I'm gonna let you take it. Well, I was asking. I was just wondering if you remember the line, because me and you were sitting at the house one night. And we watched this. It was the year we got back from Afghanistan. I remember December, the line. We were watching, this, and we were laughing our asses off. I, one of us, maybe both of us, spilled our beer. I know that. <laughs> I remember the line. I'm gonna let you do Be- it. Because it's the part at the end of the movie when everybody's bringing the family money, when everybody's bringing the money into the house, trying to help George out, and that the the one lady that was the hell that well back then basically the slave of the house, but when she comes into the house. And she says, "I've been saving this money. If ever I get a for a divorce, if ever I get a husband, I've fucking lost." I love that movie because <laughs> she's so she's so excited about it. She really is like she's so excited to tell you why she's got so much money, you know. And it, it is though. It's it's one of the greatest movies of all time. Please take a chance. Sit down. Go back. Watch that movie with an open mind and, and try not to judge it right off the bat from what you remember getting burnt out on it as a child, because this is by far one of the best movies ever that needs to be passed down to the generations for time, for, for years and years and years to come. I do believe. I will. Thank so you. Okay. What, what's your second one? Okay. So this one, I think you guys will actually agree with me on. Okay. A Christmas Story 2. Yes. Oh, we don't even recognize that. We don't even recognize that movie. 
I'm sorry. Well, which is which is why it's one of my it is my in there in my least favorite Christmas movie. And see, to be honest, I had completely forgotten about that movie. It was so bad. But yeah, no, <laughs> it's 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 definitely once again on the top of the bottom. Once again, another reason why Dan and I despise sequels and are always yes. probably having issues. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because I love Christmas and I love Christmas movies, but man, not that one. No, that wasn't even. It had nothing to do with the first one. It. If you <laughs> acknowledge that movie, then it takes everything away from a Christmas story. Everything. Yes. Well, so I don't get even another that movie exists. That movie, it 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 lost in the realms of, uh, it. Just, just gone. Get away. So. See, I had one. Yeah, yeah, and I, I completely <laughs> and totally agree with you on that one. So. But another cash right. cow that they try to make more money off of. Yeah, it was horrible. And, well, I can't even. I, I don't want to say cash cow. I would just say. I don't know. It was it was almost like it was a it was a sequel that nobody wanted to see. It was a movie that nobody they, wanted to see. It was something that no reputable movie company should have put out. It should never have been put out. It should never have even been talked about. The first person to come up with, oh, let's do Christmas story. Two should have been taken out into the street, bludgeoned to death with a big black dildo, and then never allowed back onto the lot. That's how that should have gone. <laughs> I agree. So, okay, you redeemed yourself on that one. A little Thank bit. Thank you. All right. Well, you guys have a good show. Thank you very I'm gonna much. Try. Thank you for calling in. I'm going to try, but after hearing that uh, that that, <laughs> that comment, I can't even – I won't even bring words to it. Your first comment. Brian, Man. Brian, we will be able to redeem ourselves in the next two weeks. We've got Christmas classics next week, and then we've got our favorites next – the week after. And you know it's going to so. be on both shows, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It's just like National Lampoon. We'll be able to bring it back up to where it belongs, right up there in the top of the top. Well, and I'm hoping I'm hoping that you're able to watch this movie so we can talk about it next week. Being that it is a classic, a very well known classic that has that is, in a sense, paved the way for a lot of Christmas movies. You know what I mean? For the lot of movies for the holiday, it it, it has too. I mean, it's a lot of movies have taken off of taken from that movie and referenced back to It's a Wonderful Life. And it's so actually I, the movie itself is actually referenced in a lot of other newer Christmas classics. Oh, absolutely. And so I really hope you get a chance to watch it this week so we could talk about it next week. I will do my best. And if you can't by some chance, you know, find a way to actually appreciate this movie for what it's worth, <laughs> that's fine. I understand. We'll just change our number so you can't call in anymore. Don't play. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
But no, I mean, I, I, I understand where you're coming from. I mean, I, there's movies I've been burned out on before, but there's certain movies you just can't get burned out on, no matter how many times you watch it. You know, it's like me when I was younger. You know, I used to babysit my sisters because my parents both worked third shift, and every single night I would watch Braveheart. You know, but this is back on VHS where I had two damn, you know, two damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I had to. Yeah. Post- Thank God that my parents had went out and bought one of those VHS rewinders, those separate rewinders, <laughs> so that I could put it in and, and rewind it while I'm watching the other part. Otherwise, I had to sit there and wait for that damn thing to rewind all the way back before I could put the new one in. So, yeah, yeah, I remember that. I actually owned the uh, VHS version of Braveheart. I love that. So, but anyway, thank you for calling in, and thank you for your uh, insight. We'll call it that. (laughs) Well, thank you, guys. Have a good night. You too. Love you. Love you. Yeah, I might say I love you after you watch this movie if you get a different view. (laughs) But uh, I can't can't love you, but I'll like you. I like you. I like you. Like you. Oh Jesus, man, that that oh. literally blew my mind. Yeah, like, literally blew my mind. Yeah, and I knew that that she wasn't crazy about it because um, we've talked about it before, but I didn't realize on top of her list. So, I mean, damn. But, all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, before Brian and I uh, get into our least favorite movies, because this is going to be an interesting show, um, we're going to go ahead and take a short little break, and we'll be right back after this. I must be dreaming, wake up, Jack, this isn't fair! What's this? 
What's this? What's this? There's something very wrong. What's this? There's people singing songs. What's this? The streets are lined with little creatures laughing. Everybody seems so happy. Have I possibly gone daffy? What is this? What's this? There's children throwing snowballs instead of throwing heads. They're busy building toys and absolutely no one's dead. There's frost in every window. Oh, I can't believe my eyes. And in my bones I feel the warmth that's coming from inside. Oh, look. What's this? The hanging mistletoe. They kiss? Why, that looks so unique. Inspired! The gathering around here is story roasting chestnuts on a fire. What's this? What's this? In here, they've got a little tree. How queer! And who would ever think? And why? They're covering it with tiny little things. They've got electric lights on strings. Now there's a smile in everyone. So now correct me if I'm wrong. This looks like fun. This looks like fun. Oh, could it be? I got my wish. What's this? Oh, my. What now? The children are asleep. But look, there's nothing underneath. No ghouls. No witches here to scream and scare them or ensnare them. Only little cozy things secure inside their dreamland. <sighs> What's this? The monsters are all missing and the nightmares can't be found. And in their place there seems to be good feeling all around. Instead of screams, I swear I can hear music in the air. The smell of cakes and pies are absolutely everywhere. The sights, the sounds, they're everywhere and all around. I've never felt so good before. This empty place inside of me is filling up. I simply cannot get enough. I want it, oh I want it, oh I want it for my own. I've got to know, I've got to know what is the place that I have found. What? Christmas time? Hmm. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are live with two guys in a balcony. I am Dan. With me is Brian. If you are just tuning in... Brian and I are recovering from our little mini cardiac episodes uh, because two of our favorite holiday classics were completely and totally destroyed by two of our favorite callers. I I thought you were going to be like, and welcome back to Two Guys in a Balcony, and you're going to be like, with Confused and Confused Part 2. <laughs> I, I don't I understand mean, how that happened. That's, I mean, that, that's, I don't, you know what's going to be awesome? You know what's going to be completely awesome, though? Is if she goes back to watch It's a Wonderful Life and absolutely loves it. If she goes in watching the movie, not, like I said, not being, you know, non-biased on it because of, you know, her childhood. Right. And, And watches it, you know, like I said, as a mature adult, you know, understanding the holiday and the Christmas spirit and reasoning and this and that and all that other shit. I think that she'll like it. And it'd be awesome if she calls back and she's like, you're right. I love this movie. It's great. You know what I mean? Yeah. But until then, but until then you were on the naughty list, (laughs) ma'am. Both of you are on the naughty list. They are both on the naughty list, Dan. Yes, yes, I agree. Anyways. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, um, like I said before, we are on Facebook, 
we're on Twitter. Go on there, check us out. Um, give us a call tonight. We want to know what your least favorite holiday movie of all time is. Um, our number is six four six 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 eight eight four six seven. Hey, call in. Talk to us. We want to know. Uh, it may be one of our least favorite. Hey, it may be one of our, you know, one of our favorites. Um, but we definitely want to hear from you. So, you know, even if you, like I said earlier, if you want to uh, message us on our Facebook page, either post on the page or send us a private message, we will definitely respond back to you. Um, we may respond on the air or we may respond, you know, on on Facebook. So let us know. All right. Brian. Yes. Are you ready to get into this? Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. So before we get into our all-time least favorite holiday movie, which I think uh, you and I are going to agree on, um, I want to start off by hearing one of your least favorite or one you think should have never been made or one that is just total and absolute crap. Well, I'm going to start off with one that you are absolutely going to love. All right. So here's a movie. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Santa (laughs) Santa Claus with Muscles, starring Hulk Hogan. Looking at that one online not too long ago. <laughs> <coughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Hulk Hogan should never act in any movie whatsoever. Well, Period. okay, hold on. I, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna stop you there <clears throat> because he played in two movies that are very loved by a lot of people. Okay, two completely different fan bases. Um, obviously he got made, uh, made fun of for the role of Thunderlips in Rocky. Okay. When yeah. he was in Rocky four, I think it was. And, but he also played in an iconic movie that was loved by a lot of wrestling fans. And I, I'm not going to lie. I was a huge fan of it when I was a child and, you know, when I got older, I watched it. I'm like, Jesus, what was I thinking? If I could go back and beat up my younger self, I would. But he also played in No Holds Barred. I don't know if you remember that or not. Um, it really wasn't your type of movie. But No Holds Barred was one of his movies that he did. And But let's be honest. Hulk Hogan... The best acting that he's ever done was in the squared circle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, this movie is basically an evil millionaire believes that he is Santa Claus after an accident causes him to have amnesia. (laughs) It's already crap. Oh, my God. I mean, if you look, okay, if you compare Hulk Hogan 
in in the ring in wrestling compared to movies. Hulk Hulk Hogan's acting during a rescue a wrestling match is very Anthony Hopkins Hopkins esque compared to his acting in this film. I mean. And you know I'm right. If you have you seen this movie, Santa Claus with muscles, uh, it's or Santa it, with muscles. I don't think I've seen the whole thing. Honestly, I think I may have seen bits and pieces of it. I don't remember a whole lot of it. I just remember that it was total, complete shit. Okay, well. All right, so basically he's he's a rich guy that he's running from the cops and he's trying to put on a Santa Claus outfit and he hits his head and he wakes up in jail in the suit and he thinks that he's 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 actually like legitimately Santa Claus. Now the the thing that kills me though is if this guy's a millionaire he can't why 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 can't he why can't he pay for Bill and bail himself out of jail? That's one question that I wonder. But well, because he doesn't know that he's a millionaire. He got it. He well, got that, knocked in the head. Oh, that's true too. I guess whatever. But <laughs> let okay. I don't. I'm not well, even going to go into this. I, I I'm skipping it. I don't even want to go into this movie. How do they not All know I, who that is? What's that? How do they not know who that is? That's right. my thing. It, well, that's what if I'm saying. Is, if he's a millionaire, then he would be known. Well, not exactly. necessarily, though. Not necessarily. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people out there that I'm sure are millionaires that if you met them on the street, would you know exactly who every one of them is? You know what I mean? So, Well, no, but... The CEOs of companies, I'm, I've never seen certain faces, you know, I'm, and if I did... When the I movie probably was made, they had fingerprints. They had a fingerprint database. Well, that's true. I mean, it did come I mean, out in ninety six. I was fingerprinted at some point. Right, but uh, I'm I'm not even gonna get into this movie because it's that bad. I just want to say Santa with muscles. Okay, that's that's enough said. I don't need to take it any further than that. Santa with muscles. It's a and done deal. I can, right there. I can agree with that. <laughs> I can agree with that. I I just have to bring that because I remember watching it, and as a Hulk Hogan fan at a young age. I still didn't like this movie. It was if if you're a fan of a wrestler that does a movie and you don't like the movie, that alone says you should not be in Hollywood. That is a bad bad movie. I don't get it. I don't understand, but shit happens. So, I'm going to move on. Dan, I loved your laugh by the way. Thank you for that. But uh, when I brought this up, <laughs> but please go ahead, sir. I'd love to hear one of yours. Okay, one of mine. Now I'm gonna get a lot of flack for this. I already know. Right. I, oh. I was gonna bring it up, and I think I know what you're about to say. And uh, if you do, bring, I agree with you. What I'm gonna bring that one up a little later. That one that you and I are thinking of right now, that's actually going to be at the end of the list. I, I think I know exactly what you're talking about, and that's going to be hard for me because 
I I want to bring it up early because I really think that that might spark at least a one caller. Well, yeah, yeah, I can agree, but uh, I want to wait a little bit on that one. This one is it is a holiday classic, and it launched the career of a child actor who kind of fell off the map after he grew up. But it's the whole premise of the movie is is so fucking stupid and outrageous that it's ridiculous. Well, now you got me interested. Yes. One of my least favorite holiday movies is Home Alone. In the entire the entire Home Alone series, but more specifically, Home Alone, the very first one. Well, I absolutely hold on. I can't yeah, stand this. I'm movie waiting because this is a movie about child neglect at its best. How do you get on a plane and not know that one of your children is missing? I mean. Okay, so last week, my family and I went to the Christmas parade here in town. Yesterday, we went to the elementary school for my daughter's uh, – they call it a winter extravaganza now, but it's you know the whole holiday Christmas pageant thing. And at all times, right. I knew where every single one of my kids were. I was counting kids constantly. Now I'm not I'm not a paranoid parent, you know I don't they don't have to be stuck by my side, but I have to at least know where they're at. I'm not going to get in a shuttle to go to the airport, get on get on an airplane, fight a whole different just go away and leave my child at home. This movie is about child neglect at its best. I'm sorry, but. Macaulay Culkin's character, I can't remember the name right now, was actually better off with his parent without his parents. They are that neglectful that they forgot him at home when they got on the phone. Well, no, no, I want to go back to before that then, okay? Because if you take the Home Alone movies and you you rate them greatest to the worst. You they can literally on a scale on a scale of one to ten in the Home Alone movies, you could actually take one, the first one, give it a seven, give part two a three, and then give the rest about a negative five. Okay, and I I, I give it a seven. Oh well, no 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 no! I give it a seven because of the comedy aspect that gets me in it. Um, and, and when I, I say okay, comedy I a, aspect, I give it a when five. I. When, when I say comedy, well, and that's one of the reasons. Well, wait a Trump. minute, wait a 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 minute. Danny DeVito, not Danny DeVito. Shit, what was I thinking? Oh my god. Oh, fuck, not Danny DeVito. Joe Pesci. Jesus. Thank you. Okay, so Sorry. you want to bring up Joe Pesci? What about Daniel Stern? Okay. Yeah. Now I agree. All right. Now, 
Here's the reason why I give it a seven, and I say this movie is a comical movie. Because of what happens to these guys, they get their asses kicked by a toddler. Okay? <laughs> he, I mean, but I if can, you look at it from, from, the, from, the, from the amount of neglect, from the comment of neglect you were mentioning earlier, I completely agree with you. Okay, but it stems far before the, the getting left at home and they're on an airplane. Because they completely ignored the shit out of him when they were at the house. And this you know is what true. I mean? They had, they had nothing to do with him whatsoever. And at the same time, I want to point one very specific, obvious moment in this movie that leads me to believe that this was intentional and played off when mom realized it was gone and dad was like, oh shit, what did we do? I'm going to assume that he was, um, I'm going to assume that, that Kevin was adopted. And here's why. Because when they are in the kitchen and the milk gets spilled all over everything, you remember when the milk gets knocked over, when Kevin throws his younger brother into the counter and he gets knocked over. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Dad throws away some stuff, right? He puts it in the trash. If you pause that scene right there and you look at those 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 plane tickets, one of those plane tickets actually is Kevin's plane ticket. Yeah, I know. He it was and but the reason I give it a 7 is because of the fact that the comical aspect of what happens to Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern in the movie. Like I said, they got their asses kicked by a toddler. Okay? And we're going to get back to this here in just a moment because, Dan, I got another point I wanted to make on this movie, and then, and then I'm going to let you – I want to hear what you've got on it. But we do have a caller. I want to go ahead and bring them on real quick and uh, see who this is. Good evening. You are live on Two Guys in a Balcony with Brian and Dan. Who are we talking to tonight? Rachel, your ex-wife. And we lost our caller. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Rachel. Hi. We're just on our way home, and we're listening to your guys' show. Awesome. All right. We couldn't get – yeah. I feel like the Home Alone Kevin reminds me of Caleb if he was left home alone. I can honestly see that. I I can see Caleb doing that, and I can see the I can see Caleb kicking the crap out of two burglars trying to get into the house. Oh yeah, I feel like he would have it set up anyways beforehand just because he knew like the zombies were coming, but then it ended up being people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah, kind of goes along with uh, my youngest boy Liam. He would probably do the same thing, although he would let the big dog out and just let them have fun with him. But, but yeah, I could. Uh, that is definitely Caleb written. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It definitely is. But I'll let you do your show. We were just calling in to listen. All righty. Well, uh, I'll be there to actually get in. Caleb soon. All right. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. So. I mean, All right. She, she so, doesn't have a point. Your son Caleb would definitely do that. I, I was actually going to bring that up 
when we <laughs> I was actually going to say that too because it would have been great because if you talk to him he's got a whole plan I mean he he's working on a book and a movie right now and everything um, still pissed off the dad won't buy him that yellow cake uranium that he wants for Christmas but <laughs> <coughs> so anyways um going back to what we were saying um, okay this this movie. If if you look at what happens to these these robbers, okay, these are these are supposed to be bandits that literally they they know their targets, okay, they know their targets. Yes. And yet they know that the family is at the airport, and then all of a sudden, Kevin's able to concoct some grandmaster setup in his house to make it look like the house is full of a and having a party. Okay, so you're going to tell me these guys are supposed to be smart enough to canvas their areas, rob these people, never get caught, and then all of a sudden one little kid's going to set something up and, and be able to fool these guys in one night, you know, just for the one night even till the next day. You know what I mean? And so, that's, part of the, that's part of the issue that I have with this movie, you know, well, is, is the fact that, I mean, Kevin was what? Ten years old in the movie, right? But I'm saying, but at the same time, once again, we think about Caleb. You know, my son. Now, this is true. This is true. Yes, However, it's, yes, it's stupid, but at the same time, it's funny. You know what I mean? It's the stupid funny. You know, it, right, it, it's like but, but it's, but I can't get past the fact that the parents literally left him not once, but twice. Oh, I know. They left him at home and leave his ass. These motherfuckers. Period. Well, and what gets me too is you would think that come the second movie. Now, are you specifically commenting on the first one or the first and second? Because anything after the second one doesn't even count as a movie in my book. Well, no, no. I mean, I was focusing on the first one, but the fact well, that they just, do it, do it. The fact that they do it again, and the fact that it's the same fucking cast all over again. It's it's Home Alone Part Two, written the same way as Home Alone. It is the exact same movie. Home Alone, the the Home Alone, the whole entire Home Alone series is it is chocked full of parental neglect. Well, I mean, it is a movie, so they're gonna. It, it's no, a whole Hollywood no. aspect no. of it. They're not gonna. I mean. Well, I, no, <laughs> if it happened no, in real no. life, yes. Stop the neglect, but, damn movie. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm just saying, in, in, in all honesty, if you think yeah, should be called it. on this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Move on to the next movie. Now, well, hold on a minute. I, I no. wanted to mention a couple of things, though, that are funny as shit. If you go to part, just, well, to one moment. One moment, one moment that I absolutely Move on love. to the next fucking movie. Okay. I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give you two movies in one. Okay. Okay. Jingle All the Way and yes. Jingle All the Way Part 2. Again. Again. Just. Oh, God. I, I, I 100% completely and totally agree with you. On both of these movies, it uh, okay. So let's 
let's be honest here. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad. I really expected so much more out of this movie than what they I did. I really didn't. Honestly, I really didn't. Because Arnold Schwarzenegger does not do well in a domestic role. When I mean domestic well, role, I mean like a like a father he, or something like that. He's Arnold definitely a mo- he, he's definitely action only. only. Yes, he's action only. I mean, that's like trying to put Bruce Willis in some kind of like a religious movie. It just don't really it won't work. No, 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 no. And and. Okay, Jingle All the Way, what it was, was a movie representation of the Cabbage Patch Kid craze of the 80s. That's what it was. But it was horrible. No, I I agree with you completely. I mean, it was was bad. Here you go. And and, and (laughs) what did you have? Arnold Schwarzenegger Schwarzenegger. breaking an entry. Breaking an entry, breaking the law. In the Turbo Man suit. It's Turbo Time! <laughs> it's Turbo Time! Yeah, no, I can't even do an Arnold Schwarzenegger right now. Uh, no, and, God. And then you... <laughs> this, this movie was worse movie. than The Last Action Hero. Oh, man. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Watch yourself, sir. Because <laughs> Last Action Hero is so fucking bad, it's great. Uh, mm, mm, that'll be a discussion for a different time. But I wouldn't no, know. I didn't. I didn't define. No. I no, no. I did not define no. what great that it is. I just said it's so. <laughs> it's so bad that it's great. Okay, it's a great movie to watch. It's a great comedy. It's the only action movie where you can laugh more than you'll be thrilled. Okay. <laughs> Last action here, and and I'm gonna be completely honest with you. That was one of my favorite movies when I was younger. Okay, but it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. It it did. It had a great soundtrack. It was in. And what kid did not want a movie ticket that would put you in the movie itself? You know what I mean. So just kind of playing that in your head. It was like one of the greatest things ever. Oh yeah. But last action or fucking. Jingle All the Way was a Christmas movie that should have never been made. Arnold Schwarzenegger should have turned the role down. If not Arnold, then Sinbad. Sinbad should have looked at the script and been like, um, I don't care how hard I am for money, I'm not doing this movie. It is crap. It'll never go anywhere. It is horrible. Well, that's pretty much every uh, uh, 90% of most actors in Hollywood They shouldn't do most of the movies that they do But they do because they want money Or they need I mean, this money is true. This is true Alright I'm going to give you one that Most people are going to say I'm crazy And um, I actually want people to call in on this one 646-668-8467 um, because this is one of those where everybody's like, oh my god, this is amazing. It's the star of this movie? <laughs> no, I said both movies, and that movie was so bad, we didn't even touch the second one. <laughs> I'm not, it's like a Christmas Look, story, too. I don't acknowledge it. No, 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 I wasn't talking Christmas story, too. I'm talking Jingle All the Way. Let's, I know. let's just put it this way. Okay, 
L- ladies and gentlemen, if you don't have, if you've never seen these movies, okay, I'm going to explain to you the three main reasons why these two movies are bad. Okay, in the first movie, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad in a comedy. Okay, in the second movie, Larry the Cable Guy. Enough said right there. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's why I didn't touch it. I don't recognize it. I, I couldn't I help it though, dude. I mean, uh, what I are we talking here? It. Least favorite Christmas movies. And I it's so bad that. that I wouldn't go back to watch it. No. Not even if it was on TV and it was a lot, the only thing worth watching on TV. It's not worth watching, so no, I'd turn the TV off and read a fucking book. Exactly. <sighs> so anyways, as you were saying, sir. Okay, as I was saying. This next movie is one of my least favorite, and I know that you're going to call me crazy. And I know that, that you're going to be a little surprised, and... So will most of our listeners. Stars, one of the, mm, I wouldn't say best, but a very good comedic actor. Not one of my favorites, but he's decent. Ever since its release in 2003, somehow it has become a Christmas classic. But for me, I watched it, didn't like it. <sighs> Talking about Elf. Oh, with Will really? Ferrell. Yeah. Really? I do not like Elf. Okay, this is gonna. This is actually gonna be a good. Uh, this is gonna be. Everybody's like, well, earlier Dan said there's gonna be a debate, and we ain't heard a debate yet. They agree on everything. <laughs> no, we do not, because this is one of them, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. All right. So I do not like Elf. Let's dive into this. I'm I'm intrigued to know why, so please indulge me, sir. Okay, so if you've never seen the movie, Elf is based on a human that, you know, from an orphanage that falls into Santa's sack and ends up at the North Pole. He's raised as an elf. And, of course, you know, he grows up to be a human, bigger than all the other elves, wreaks havoc. Santa sends him to New York City to find his dad, blah, 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 blah. It is literally Little Orphan Annie meets Santa Claus the movie. They took Dudley Moore's character from Santa Claus the movie, which in my eyes is one of the greatest classic holiday movies of all time. Uh, sir, in our eyes, because we were just talking about this. Yeah, Thank this you. is true. I was I just <laughs> said mine because I was going along my my rant, but one of ours... Oh, go right ahead. Go right ahead. And so they take Dudley Moore's character, make him an orphan, and call it Elf. Like I said, it is Little Orphan Annie meets Santa Claus the movie. There's nothing original in Elf. It's not funny. The physical comedy is so over the top, Jim Carrey wouldn't touch it. And it's a boring movie to watch. They try to make it this 
at the end, they try to make it this sappy, you know, oh, my God, I found my son, blah, 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 blah. Where have you been? Let me make you all better. But it doesn't quite fit. It, it, it all seems forced in my eyes. The whole movie seems forced. The script was lackluster. The directing was pale in comparison to a lot of other things that John Favreau has done, and the writing was was horrible. It had some decent characters in it. It had some decent actors in it. I mean, you had Will Ferrell, James Caan, Bob Newhart, Ed Asner, Mary Steenburgen, Zoe Deschanel. But even even those big names couldn't bring this movie out of the depths of boredom for me. It didn't do anything for me. I didn't like it. Now, and I've left Brian speechless, ladies and gentlemen. I think that comparing it to. Santa Claus the movie is a bit much. Um, does it have something? The, it's an elf that goes into the real world. Because, I mean, essentially, Buddy is an elf. Yes, Buddy is an elf that goes into the real world. But right. I mean, he's a human, but he's raised as an elf. Patch wasn't raised as an elf. Patch was went an elf. on searching. He was not an elf. Patch was an elf. Patch was a Patch was an elf. Wait, never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind. I'm I'm looking. I'm completely thinking of a different movie. Yes, Patch was an okay. elf. He went into the real world to prove himself to Santa Claus. Got it. Um, yes. But and and yes, okay, elf is right along the same lines, um, but with the differences of oh, I'm gonna go find my real dad and I don't belong here. And then you've got Patch that's actually going to try and prove himself. You know, Buddy just wanted to find out who he was really. You know. Who, who his real family was, but right, but it's two but it's two elves searching for their real self, right? They're, they're right, and it's, so, it's, it's a director ripoff, right? And <laughs> it might be, but the thing is, like Santa Claus the movie, yes, it has some funny points, some funny parts in it, which aren't like hysterical or nothing. I mean, it's every movie's got those one little mo- you know those couple moments where you're just like, ha, ah, that was funny. You know, but Elf was meant for the comedic aspect. Now, me, I love Will Ferrell movies. I, I'm a big fan of Will Ferrell, and I love what he did with Elf, uh, what, what they did with Elf. Um, it's a great movie. It really is. There's the, thing, with the thing that makes Elf so great, though, is all the reasons that they are able to find to make you laugh. That's and what that's makes the this movie problem. great. Nope, that's the biggest problem. Because they're forcing the comedy into it. No, I, I don't think they're forcing the comedy, they, though. They I, are. I really they don't. Are. They are. They are forcing comedy down your throat in this movie. Is what they're trying to do. They're trying to make it too funny. Which just makes it but, boring. But at I the mean, same time, you though... do the same comedic routine over and over and over again which is what this is I mean Will Ferrell consistently screws things up in a over the top kind of way 
after a while, it does not – it doesn't get funny. That's why Jim Carrey went to more of a dramatic role and less from his comedy role because after the Ace Ventura series, nobody wanted to see him do that anymore because it just gets boring, and that's what this movie did. They used the same comedic routine time and time again. And it just made it lackluster. It made it boring. And it, it it was just like, oh my god, just get on with it already. Quit being such a... I mean, nobody is this much of a fuck-up. Seriously. And nobody is that naive. I don't care if you were um, raised by elves or not. Even the elves... In Santa's workshop, weren't that naive. It was real, real quick. Oh, I I gotta stop you because you went, but you said something that just kind of like, kind of flipped me for a minute. I'm I'm thinking here. I'm trying to remember. You said Bob Newhart. Yes. And you said you Adam. mentioned you referenced right. You referenced yes. something else with him in it just a minute ago. Okay. What was that that you mentioned him that you referenced? Because I think you were, I think you were wrong. Well, that's okay. I don't I don't remember what it was you just mentioned, but I think you were wrong, sir. Because you mentioned something you said he was in something else and it didn't work or whatever, so they went a different route or he got tired of it or something. I don't remember what it was. No, no, I was talking about I'm Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. That's why he went to a more dramatic role. Because everybody got tired of him in the Ace Ventura series. Okay, okay, never mind. I, okay, I, I took that as you were some Bob Newhart in the Ace Ventura series as well. And no, 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 no. Okay. Look, I love Bob I miss, Newhart. So I just misheard what you said. My apologies. Yes. No, that, that's okay. <laughs> I love Bob Newhart. May his soul rest in peace. But anyway. But yeah, I mean, this is... This movie had comedy for comedy's sake, and that is there was nothing funny about this movie. I mean, when Buddy jumps up and says, "Oh my God, Santa Claus! I know him!" Really? Oh. I mean, it's like a. <sighs> So, oh, man, I, I I have to disagree with you on this one, and I knew I, you I would. That's why I brought it up. I think a big part of it's because I'm. I don't know, man. It, no, I like Will Ferrell again. He's not on my top list of. I I have to disagree, and I I think but, a big part of it me a big part of it is, I love Will Ferrell. Okay, I think the dude's hilarious. Um, I actually watched a, a legit serious movie with him in it, and it was even decent. You know what I mean? I mean, granted, he's more he's more comedic than he he needs to be in comedy, but. Even watching a serious movie with him was actually really good. It was a lifetime movie, believe it or not. And uh, I believe it. I mean, Will Ferrell's an ama- Will Ferrell but, can be an amazing actor if he 
if he puts himself into it. But I think I don't know. Um here Dan, I got something for you though. Okay. Because I got somebody here on the line, on hold. We're about to bring him on. A very talented, very smart young man that says you are wrong, sir. It okay. is my son, Caleb. It is my son, Caleb. Hello, right. Caleb. You are live on Two Guys in a Balcony with Brian and Dan. How you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing good, Dan. Um, yeah, but I'm just, yeah, just yeah, pointing this out. Uh. Elf does not try to shove comedy down your throat, and it's not all you know, about you know, comedy. There are actually some points in the show that are really serious. And, and, and you're right. There are. There are some points in the movie that have a serious undertone to them. But for me, the general basis of the movie is, is comedy. It is labeled as a, as a comedy movie, and it is. A, a comedy, um, but for me, it was it felt like they were shoving comedy down your throat just to m- try and make it funny. Yes, that's true. It is marked as a comedy, and there's star is Will Ferrell, who is well known for yeah being one of the funniest actors ever. Still, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it's a combination of the of a comedy and uh, you, you know, trying uh, to and it's a story about a guy yeah you know, separated from his family and he's trying to and he's uh, trying uh, to find his family yeah you know, again. I'm pretty sure yeah that yeah that just shows enough yeah just saying that. It's a very good point. It is. It is. And, and, and Caleb, you do bring up a very good point. Um, uh, me, one sec. Just... He just said, shut up, Dan. <laughs> I know he did. Wow. That just got now, um, see... No, I see, I wasn't saying that you should shut up. I just had to pause the TV because it was being too loud. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, he so... told you. He did. He did. Um, Caleb, what yes. is your favorite part of the movie Elf? Probably that scene where that where Buddy's insulting that guy, calling him an elf, and then he just runs up and drop kicks him in the face. <laughs> I will admit that's one of the funnier parts. No, I want to know what my favorite part is. When he's in the shower singing, and that chick's singing, and he's singing with her, and then she pokes out, and she screams, and he covers his face and takes off running and slams right into the... <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. That's what I'm talking about. It's it's the physical comedy over and over and over again within the movie that... One of the, one of the elements of, of good physical comedy is not expecting it. Right. You know, it's well, I didn't like, know like, like Abbott, okay, Abbott and Costello, our all-time favorite comedic duo. All-time. Yeah. You never knew yeah. what they were coming up with. Exactly. And their 
physical and verbal comedy was whether it was scripted or not, it looked like it was on the fly. Right. In in yeah. Elf and in I mean, even in like the Ace Ventura series and, and you know, other movies like that, the physical comedy, you're expecting it. When he covers his eyes and turns to run, you're expecting him to slam into the door. Therefore, there's no element of surprise. Therefore, it's not it's not all that funny because you are no, expecting but, but everything that builds up to that, yeah, it, it's kind of funny because he does. It, it's funny if you think about it because he doesn't know any better. I mean, here's a guy that grew right. up in the new, lived his north his whole life in the North Pole and didn't have to experience any of that. He didn't know what he was getting into. He had no clue what he was doing. So you're you saying know, there's no at, females on the North Pole? Well, I'm not the, saying there's no. I mean, did the elves live forever? Did they not procreate? What about I'm not saying that, but I'm saying maybe they have like different houses and different, you know what I mean, stuff like that that they're not allowed to go into or whatever, or, or maybe it's labeled differently or so. I don't know, but the thing is, is I, I think it's one of those things where no harm was meant by it. Obviously, I mean, it, it could have been something as simple as the. If you look at it, it could have been something as simple as um, they have a different separation in the North Pole that keeps them from, you know, interacting in showers and stuff with one another. Maybe, you know, where you're not allowed to see another woman with her clothes off until they're married or, or you know, who, who knows? You know what I mean? But it, it's it's the funny part of him not knowing what he was getting into. It's like the scene with him on the escalator. That shit is pure comedy to me. I laugh so damn hard when he's going up that escalator. He's completely stretched out because he got a reason to take it. You know, he didn't mean no harm by going into the shower and singing with old girl. Then he just gets like really loud, and she's there's a look on her face. But that moment right there is just that's one of my favorite moments of the whole movie. Not when he hits the wall, but before it, when he goes in and hears her singing, <laughs> and funny. he's sitting there singing with her. And they're going back and forth. I love that song, you know, and to hear them doing it. And Will Smith, Will Ferrell can actually sing, you know. He can. They did a really good job in that part right there. And I think it was just one of those things where he got caught up in the moment, maybe forgot where he was, you know, something like that. Got excited, got too loud, and then it scared him. You know what I mean? And I think that's what makes it so good was it scared him when she freaked out. And so he just panicked. You know what I mean? It was like, and he covered his eyes, like, oh, my God, I'm not supposed to see you. And, you know. Okay, so if he if he covers his eyes and says, oh, my God, I'm not supposed to see you, which he doesn't physically say that, but that's what, you know, that, that that's the whole premise for him covering his eyes, then he should know he's not supposed to be in there. Well, that's true. Caleb, that, what do you think? To say that he doesn't know any better is. Well, he, well, I'm pretty sure he didn't know better because. Yeah, after she poked her head out, he was still just smiling and looking at her. But then he covered her eye, his eyes immediately after she started screaming, Get out! Get out! You're not supposed to see me! Oh, and also, uh, back to what you said earlier, um, elves are not immortal. They seem, to age, they seem to age like humans, just much slower. I mean, as, like Buddy said in the mailroom, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Papa L said, didn't yeah is oh is in is over five hundred years old, which means they do yeah live far longer than any human, but they do 
but they should die. But realistically speaking, based on the premise of the movie, yeah, that and the de- well, the details that we heard from the movie, elves would die. Caleb, yeah, I just want to say, I love you, man. I love you. You're... My son, You're ladies and gentlemen. My son, ladies and gentlemen. He's a... You're an awesome kid, Caleb. He really is. He's so damn smart. But, Caleb, man, I, I thank you for calling in. We're going to have to let you go so you can keep listening to the show so we can we can keep moving forward. But uh, thank you very much for calling in. It was fun talking to you. Thank you for calling in, Caleb. I uh, appreciated your insights. Yes. Well, well, see ya. Have a good night. All right. All righty. So that was uh, that was an interesting call, though. It was. Hey, he he hit you on the he hit you on the immortal part, though. I mean, he did, but that just that just strengthens my my case about you know him knowing that he should not be in there well and like, and like i said i mean i think it was one of those parts where you know if he you know he knew he wasn't supposed to be in there but it was the song that drew him in you know it was kind of and not really thinking you know getting caught up in the moment i mean it's you know yeah he's he'd been in you know the real world for a little while but you know, it's just kind of like a, a flashback of, of song and dance. You know, apparently, you know, when I see Will Ferrell and Elf, I see the, the North Pole breaking out into song and dance like a damn Christmas musical, you know. But, <laughs> but that, that, no, and, no, not convinced. Well, I, I'm, I'm just saying it, it, no. it is a possibility. But either way, overall, Elf to me is an awesome movie for more than just one reason. But, or for more than just, you know, it, it does. It brings out a whole comedic aspect of it. Now, yes, they do go over the top, you know, but like the part where he chugs that two liter of Coke. First of all, I want to know if he really did that. And if so, I want to know how the hell he did that because you drink Coke, that shit burns. Yeah. I couldn't chug a can, more or less a damn two liter. And... So if he was able to do that, kudos to him for that. But the part where he he burps and then he's like, "Wow, did you hear that?" Like, no shit, we heard it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that that is yeah. some over the top stuff that that wasn't really necessary. But and, and that for me, that's throughout the entire movie. The some of the comedic. I mean, I'm not saying that it's but, all of the comedy that's in it. it. But if you look at it from from that point of view, I mean, every no. Will Ferrell movie's like that. Every Will Ferrell movie's like that. I mean, it's just it, it's like they bring out the you know it's going to happen, but we're going to we're going to bring it out with some flair. You're not going to convince me. It's still one of my least favorite. But we've got to buy All right, so so what I want you to do is I want you to take this week, go back and watch the movie as a grown adult and <laughs> I'm try this on you also. <laughs> But yes, we do have about 10 minutes. Um, we are ending the the end of our live segment. So if anybody wants to call in, now is your chance to do so. Dan, I'm going to bring up 
a movie. I wanted to do it but uh, earlier, but I didn't, and I got to bring it up because it's bothering me. It's on the list. It's on so many lists out there. And I, I want your input on this, and I'm hoping to get at least one caller, maybe two. But um, and, and I don't know how you're going to fare with this one. We've actually never spoke about this, so I'm I'm kind of iffy on on how you're you're going to take this here. Um, the Star Wars oh. Holiday Special. <laughs> oh I knew you were going to bring that up I knew you were Okay Oh Oh Alright So the oh. Star Wars Holiday Special was so bad that George Lucas released it once. And no, 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 then... hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's be honest here. Okay, this movie was directed by Steve Bender, and there's a reason why we've never heard of Steve Bender. Watch the Star Wars Holiday Special. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Okay. Anyway, the Star Wars Holiday Special was so bad it was aired once, one time. Back in, I think, 1978. Um, it was 78 or 79. I don't remember exactly when. Um, I'm sure I'm going to find out. It was but, 78, uh, sir. 78, okay. It was the introduction of Boba Fett. That's the only good part about it. <laughs> Boba Fett was introduced... <laughs> In the Star Wars Holiday Special. Not in the Empire Strikes Back, but in the Star Wars Holiday Special. So was Wookiee Life Day. Hey, uh, hey, hey, Dan. Yes. We do have a caller on the line. We'll have to get to them here in just a second if you want. I'll go ahead and bring them on. I want to hear what Are they sure? have to say. All yes, right. absolutely. Well, and then I can let's... continue to bash... hello you are live on two guys in a balcony with brian and dan who are we talking to tonight hey guys long time listener first time caller it's mario (laughs) (laughs) hey what's going on mario (laughs) i heard you guys talking about star wars and yeah i had to call in you know, honestly, I couldn't think um, of my, like, least favorite holiday movie. I wanted to call <laughs> in and talk about some of my favorites. Like, I love Bad Santa, and I think last week you touched on, like, whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And if it is, of course, that's one of my favorites. But then you mentioned the Star Wars holiday special, and I was like, well, how could I forget of course, that's my least favorite holiday movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thing is, Dan, Dan, you were right. Yeah, it came out in um, 78, just, just the year after A New Hope. Um, it was, the yeah, aired once and only once. George Lucas doesn't want to have any 
acknowledgement of it. You know, everyone, Harrison hates it. No one wants to acknowledge that as though it even existed. God, it was so bad. <laughs> it was. It was. It was absolutely horrible. It has never been released on any type of video platform ever. Yeah, and I never even watched it again. Well, I, I watched it for, for the first time recently, honestly, on um, – it's on YouTube. Of course, you can find anything on YouTube. But oh, yeah. yeah, I don't ever remember watching it until just maybe a year or two ago. I, I found it on YouTube and just just watched in, like, astonishment. <laughs> it was like a, a train wreck that you couldn't look away from. I have no idea how to explain this. It was just so bad. <laughs> But at the same time, it's Star Wars, and you can't stop watching. It's funny. I, you have to give it a chance. I mean, it's like my favorite thing of ever. I mean, it's Star you, Wars, but you, you, you I know don't know how that came. <laughs> One of the bad parts about this movie is the fact that we get to look at everyday life of a Wookiee family. And here they are talking back and forth. There's no damn subtitles. You don't know what's going on. This is... <laughs> This was very and poorly. It's, it's fine in the movie because, like, Han is the translator for Chewie, so you pretty much know what Chewie's saying. But exactly yeah, in, in this movie, you have no idea what the hell is going on. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I knew you guys. I knew Dan. I knew you would love this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the, and and one of the best and even. One of the best and worst parts of this movie was the fact that B. Arthur was in it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and it, and it starred all the original cast. It had Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, all of them in it. But then you have B. Arthur and even Art Carney in it. And even B. Arthur couldn't couldn't have saved this worthless piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> was she the one doing like the cooking portion of the show? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Look, I believe so. I mean, it was. Oh let, God, this was such a fucking train wreck. I, I watched it once and only once because if I watch it again, I'm just gonna be like less of a Star Wars fan, and I, I just don't <laughs> want that to happen. I can't believe George Lucas signed off on this piece of crap. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want to acknowledge that it even existed. I don't think anyone does. <laughs> no, no. Speaking speaking of B. Arthur, though, did you know she was in a movie called Skid Marks? <laughs> Sounds familiar for some reason. I don't even want to touch that one with the ten foot pole. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> But now this Mario, I'm glad you called in. I, I really am because this is I, I knew I knew that this would just strike at least one caller and I, I honestly had a feeling that you would call in if you were listening yeah. <laughs> and we're talking anything Star Wars, he's gonna call in. Um, naturally. This movie <sighs> Okay. This <laughs> how can you call it a movie? No, this, this is the, the reincarnated abortion that Dan was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> this, I, was, I 
say abomination, but damn. No, no, the, the reincarnated abortion. That's that's my favorite fucking line ever. Now. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Oh fuck. So. Real quick, um, ladies and gentlemen, we are coming down to about the last minute and a half of our live segment, so we definitely want to thank you guys for tuning into the live show. Make sure you guys go back and click on that link here in about an hour. It's on our Facebook page. It is there. Um, you guys can be able to check it out and listen to the last ha- last hour of this show, hear what Mario has to say about the reincarnated abortion of the Star Wars Holiday Special <laughs> and, and all the other shows that Dan and I are going to bring up. So make sure you guys keep on uh, listening, tune in, and thank you guys. Check us out on our Facebook pages. Hit us up. Make sure you guys hit us up. I, uh, we've got pictures posted. We've got items. We've got merchandise. Hit it up. Check that out, cafepress.com backslash T-G-I-A-B. Go in there. Get you guys some pajamas, some coffee mugs, drinking glasses. It's all there, and it's all awesome. It's got your two favorite radio guys on it, so uh, definitely hit that up. Thank you guys for listening. Dan? Um, well, I mean, you basically nailed everything on the head. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, next week we will be talking, um, just general Christmas classics, uh, just the classic movies that everybody has come to know and love. And uh, we'll be talking about those and breaking those down. Um, so make sure you, uh, tune in next week and listen next week. And, you know, I mean, Hey, if you want to call in, uh, 646-668-8467, um, Mario, we do want you to stay on the line. We are going to go to a very short break while we transition from live to our recorded section. And then, uh, like Brian said, we will continue discussing this absolutely disgusting, awful mess of shit that should never have been on the air. Agreed. (laughs) So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen. We will catch you guys next week. Make sure you guys go back and listen to the rest of this show, and we will be back right after this. It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle-belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer It's the most wonderful time of the year It's the half-happiest season of all With those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings When friends come to call It's the half-happiest season of all Parties for hosting, marshmallows for toasting, and caroling out in the snow. There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. It's the most wonderful time of the year. There'll be much mistletoeing, and hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. It's the most wonderful time of the year. 
those stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. It's the most wonderful time of the year. There'll be much mistletoeing and hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. It's the most wonderful time. Yes, the most wonderful time. Oh, the most wonderful time. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Two Guys in a Balcony with Brian and Dan right here on RadioAFS.com, Batboy Media, DRCP Army. I am Brian, and with me, as always, is my good best friend, Dan. Um, we are back. That was Andy Williams with the most wonderful time of the year, which I strongly disagree. I'd say the most wonderful time of the year is probably Cinco de Mayo. Um, <laughs> but, um, so, but anyways, right before we went off the live segment... Which, if you're going back to listen to this, then you already know where we're at. Um, we were talking about the Star Wars Holiday Special with our very own Mario. He is live with us right now. What's going on, Mario? Hey, guys. <laughs> so You know, the only redeemable fact about the Holiday Special is that it did introduce Boba Fett, and that was pretty cool. So we, we do have that to take away from it. I mean, and that's the only thing that you can say that is good about the holiday special is the fact that they no, 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 I I disagree. I disagree. What else is there? The credits rolling was pretty damn entertaining to me. (laughs) No, no, even the credits rolling was crap. I mean, even the credits rolling was horrible because you're like, oh my God, did I really just sit through all of that? I mean that's that's what the credits rolling means. It's oh my god, did I really sit through all of that? You you had to because it's Star Wars and it was just so bad for some reason for some god unknown reason. But it, it it was still Star Wars and you had to watch it and just suffer through it. And oh man, that was that was just an ordeal. Uh, yeah, <laughs> once the credits rolled, you were glad it was over. Um, you, you tried to forget about it because you still wanted to be a Star Wars fan after that, although the holiday special <laughs> did make it more difficult. <laughs> the, the thing is well, for me is I take the Star Wars holiday special and I completely take it out of the entire Star Wars universe. Because oh, George, absolutely. The only thing that George Lucas had to do with, uh, with it was the characters. They just used the characters from George Lucas. He didn't write it. He didn't direct it. He didn't produce it. He did sign off on it because of you know the you know intellectual property laws and blah 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 blah. And he wanted but, the money off of it. But, but there was no money. He got you know he got money off of this movie. Had to have for allowing yeah. him, uh, for allowing them to use his characters. He got but he money. He didn't get much because it was a it was a TV special. Doesn't matter. It they get paid. The theaters. It was a he TV special, something. which makes it even worse. He got paid all of a sudden because, dude, there's royalties and everything. Okay, for every Obviously, click and every for true. every click and every view on YouTube, somebody's getting paid, and then somebody's getting paid, and then somebody's getting paid. He's always receiving money. Okay, if you go to YouTube right now and click on this movie, 
He's making, even if it's just a penny, he's making something off of it. <laughs> and, and this is true. This is true. However, let's put it this way, okay? There was a an updated version with a better, a higher quality version of this movie posted up on YouTube two years ago. I'm looking at it right now. And two Why? years ago, <laughs> no, I'm not watching it. I'm not watching it, but I pulled it up so we could let our listeners know they can still go to YouTube and watch this. But it is there, and two years ago, till now, it has already received 1.3 million views. Just the one version of the higher quality has received oh, one, over a million views in two because years. It's like, it's like what Mario said. It's a train wreck that you just can't look away. Not only that, but people that are listening that are intrigued that didn't even know there was a Star Wars holiday special, they are going to watch this within the Don't next do year, it. So it's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Admiral Mario. Yeah. Oh. Now, now, my question is... Uh, because Mario, I think you're a lot like me. You're you're a Star Wars collector. Oh, indeed. And, um, I have every version of Star Wars ever released on any type of video platform ever, except for Laserdisc. But I don't know if they were ever released on Laserdisc. That doesn't count. It doesn't. I have the original VHS. I have the re-released VHS. I have the special edition VHS. I've got the originals on DVD. Um. I've got the special edition on DVD. I've got the Blu-ray release. You name it. If it was released on any type of video platform, I have it. I'm a little jealous, Dan, because I don't have the unaltered, um, or as I'd like to say, the unmolested version of Star Wars. uh, (laughs) The only thing I have is the, the special edition. I do have the special edition on VHS, even though I don't have a VHS player, but who cares? It's Star Wars. I have to collect it, but uh, no. I, at one time, I had the uh, the unaltered version of uh, the VHS Star Wars, and yeah, that, that's a hard thing to find now. So I'm yeah. a little jealous of your collection there. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the original release on VHS when it first came out. On shot first. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the unaltered versions on DVD. They were released for a short time. Um, I don't know how many stores got them because I bought I bought them from Walmart, but they did have the unaltered versions on DVD that were released. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm a huge fan of Star Wars. I'm an avid collector of anything that is released on video. So now my question is, and Brian, I want you to to, to kind of answer this one too. But but Mario, this is more for you. Oh, thanks. Well, Mario's, uh, you know, kind of on the same level, you know, with collecting as I am. Well, I would collect if I could afford the shit, but I just don't have the money to be doing all that. And I understand that. You got too many damn kids. (laughs) That ain't no joke. (laughs) But. (laughs) So, my question to you, Mario. If they were to ever ever release this on any type of video platform, would you buy it just for the sake of having it in your collection? No. God, no. I mean, would you? No. I I couldn't. 
I watched it once on YouTube, and like I was seriously less of a Star Wars fan after watching that. And no, <laughs> it's my favorite movie of all time. I don't want to not like Star Wars. So. No, that's that's like the one thing I couldn't have in my collection. No, couldn't do it. Now, see, for me, I'd be just the opposite. I would have to you have would? it. Exactly. Just yes. to oh, say no. I have it. Yes. Just to well, say no, no, no. I have this trade rack. Because even though, <laughs> even though it's not part of the franchise, it's not... I'm sorry, but it's, it's it's Star Wars, but it's not Star Wars. But because of the fact that it's connected, I would own it. it. The, that way, it, I have the entire the collection. In it. Yes, right. That, that, is that way, you have the entire collection. Exactly. You have every exactly. single piece. You because what's the point in putting together a puzzle if you're missing pieces? Exactly. <laughs> that's, a, that's a piece I'd be glad to miss. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I, I understand. I do completely. But I would have to. It, it, there would be no fans, no if ands, or buts about it. I would buy it just to put it in the collection and say, "Hey, look what I have." Oh no, no! Yeah. I, I've, I've started collecting the the toy figures again. I've got a bunch of Lego Star Wars pieces. Of course, all the movies. Um, posters but no i i couldn't have the the abomination that is the, the holiday special in, in the collection Could, couldn't do it to me it'd be a conversation starter it'd be hey look what i have they'd be like oh my god you have that yes it was a trade wreck but i have to have it yeah it, it would start off with oh my god you have that exactly and then and then because it'd be such a rare piece because nobody would buy it Nobody would buy it. It would become such a rare piece. Here in 20 years, people would be like, oh, my God, you have the Star Wars Holiday Special on Blu-ray or whatever video platform it comes out on? Oh, my God, that's awesome. It's a horrible, Oh, and if I could sell movie. that on eBay, hell yeah, sold. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, see, I would have to have it in my collection just to say I have the entire collection. Uh, Dan, you and I are both some serious Star Wars fans, but yeah, we do differ a little bit on that one. <laughs> oh, no, and I like your mention of the uh, Star Wars Legos. I have quite a collection of my own. Oh, nice, nice. So, but uh, I think we spent more time on this uh, train wreck of a reincarnated <laughs> abortion that <laughs> we have on, on any other movie that we've talked about tonight. And it barely counts as a holiday movie, so yeah, why are we talking about it? <laughs> well, I mean, they do say holiday special, and they do reference a Christmas-like celebration on Kashyyyk, which is actually the very first look at Kashyyyk that we ever get. Right. Um, you know, in 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 the in the uh, movie world, um, I'm sure that they had them in comic books and stuff like that before that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's the uh, I would have to say it's the worst holiday special out there by far. Yep, agreed. <laughs> I I don't even think you have to say that to. 
for it to be agreed upon, sir. That's like one of those unspoken truths. <laughs> it doesn't need yeah. to be said, but we already know it. And if anybody that went back and listened to the last hour of our show, if anybody out there listening liked the Star Wars Holiday Special, if you liked anything other than the short animated version where we see Boba Fett, because that's the only thing that's, that's likable about that, if you liked the Star Wars Holiday Special, please give us a call next week. The number is 646-668-8467. If somehow you missed that number, it's 646-668-8467. It's also posted up on our Facebook page. But if you liked it, please, please call back next week and tell us why. Because um, I know that, that I'm intrigued. I know that Brian's intrigued. And I know for a fact that Mario's intrigued as well. And I'm sure that if you call and you say that you liked it, I'm pretty sure Mario will call it and be like, okay, I'm intrigued now. <laughs> well, Dan, I also want to point out that besides for the two ladies that we spoke to earlier that we both extremely disagreed upon and yes. Mario on the phone now, I, I'd say that the majority of our listening base probably hasn't even heard, didn't even know there was a Star Wars holiday special. Yeah, probably not. There are a lot of people out there that had never even heard of the holiday special. I mean, because it was. I mean, can you? I mean, can you honestly understand why? I mean, it was bad. But the thing going is, back... it was before YouTube, <laughs> it was a thing of myth. You know, if you had seen yes, it, it was the a, it was a thing. holiday special. You're, you're absolutely right. YouTube. It was a. You're absolutely right. It was a thing of myth. It was bad. It, it needs rehab. <laughs> more than I don't had. think it was ever re-aired. Like it, it showed it just that one time. There yeah. was that apparently one person that taped it on VHS and then put it on YouTube, um, and, and then that's how the rest of the world saw it later. Yeah. Well, you're absolutely right because right after this movie aired, right after this special aired, if you went down the street to McDonald's, Steve Bender was looking at you asking if you wanted fries with that. <laughs> because, <laughs> I mean, and what killed me, what killed me about this was the fact that they just did A New Hope. So, yeah, there was a very, very successful movie right there. There's no way that the, that anybody that came out of A New Hope, which is pretty much a big chunk of people, you're going to tell me Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, James Earl Jones, Peter Mayhew, any of them, you're going to tell me any of them needed any kind of additional money after A New Hope came out that they were so bad off that they said, fuck it, we'll do this movie? Because you know they read the script to this. So what I think the they hell? Did it just because, I think they did it just because it had the Star Wars name on it. I don't care. You read the script. I mean, maybe they only gave them the the, the part of the script that they were going to talk in. Because I mean, how do you how do you write pages upon pages of Wookiees talking? Well, not only that, but they also here's Wookiee moves and grunts. 
other Wookiee moves well, and grunts. And that's that's the funny thing that that throws me off about this because there was actually a children's book that came out the what was one one year two years after I think it was like seventy nine. A children's book came out after this after this special that was actually titled Star Wars: The Wookiee Storybook. It actually they had a book about Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's something for the collection, Dan. <laughs> oh. oh, now, so I, I don't. I mean, they they tried to push. Here's my thing, okay, and and we see this in a lot of movies. And Dan, you and I have talked about this before. I don't remember if we did it on air or if we did it off air, and I think it was off air. There are certain elements to a movie, certain characters that need to be left alone for the simple fact that the the secretiveness of that character makes yeah. them the, – the mysterious aspects of the character make them that much more entertaining. Like Dan, you and I had talked about – they were talking about trying to possibly give a Darth Vader standalone movie. You know, they're working on the Harrison Ford movie. They've talked about Luke Skywalker. I don't want to see the Han Solo movie, man. That's just too much. I love the mystery of it all. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing is the Chewbacca and the Wookiees need to be left alone. That should be another mysterious creature. I mean, one, you can't understand them. And two, what are they going to – I mean – yeah, the, George Lucas could come up with something interesting and creative, but in all in all honesty, is it really going to be worth watching? Is it going to be a waste of time, or is it going to be good enough to act? Are you going to be able to use the life of a Wookiee and make it into an actual movie worth watching? And I think honestly, it's going to be a Hollywood flop if that was to ever be done. So they need to leave. Certain characters alone, because the 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 not knowing, the the secretiveness of it makes it so much more entertaining. Because you don't know, you don't know the Han Solo story, so why do we but have to let to. everything? Right, you don't need to. You know he's a smuggler, okay, yeah. and that's that's really you know all you need to know. Right, it's it, it, it's like Rogue One, you know, it's a. These standalone movies that they're trying to put out, like Boba Fett and Darth Vader and Han Solo, and even Obi-Wan Kenobi, all of these that they've been talking about, they're pretty much pointless because the story, the general overall story of these characters are told throughout the Star Wars saga. We know the story of Obi-Wan Kenobi. You know, I mean, if you look at the the prequels through. uh, even through episode seven, um, we get a good feeling of Obi Wan Kenobi, and well, uh, I'm going to even include grow the, up. right. And I'm going to even include the the, the Clone Wars uh, cartoon series in there because it was a good cartoon series. They gave us a little more insight into the Jedi Order, gave us a little more insight into the Star Wars universe without going over the top. And so we know we know Obi-Wan. Han Solo, I don't need to know where he grew up. I don't need to know his story. I don't need to know his origin story. 
It's like Boba Fett. Boba Fett is possibly one of the most iconic characters in the Star Wars universe. And that's because of the fact that he's so mysterious. We know so little of him, and that's probably why he's so cool. That's why everyone loves him. I don't want to know all the origins of Boba Fett other than, I guess, Jango Fett is his dad. We know that now. Right. Well, and and that's the thing. I mean, you know, Dan, you and I, we've, we've been best friends since 2008 when we met in Afghanistan. Right. And immediately, right off the bat, we've been best friends. And it was, you know, a, a series of events that transpired to make us grow closer. And, you know, yeah, people listen to us, but we'll use Mario, for example. Mario, do you really need to know every single aspect of our lives together that has made us the friends that we are today? No, you don't. You don't need to know that to, to n- understand that we're good friends and you enjoy listening to us talk. You don't. Well, I want to hear about that. all the stories of you guys snuggling together in Af- Afghanistan <laughs> to stay warm, and you, know, you were scared of all the the troops coming in, and you know, never mind. <laughs> no, I don't need to know that. But <laughs> and, and that's you don't the need thing. To know my life story. You don't need we to know. Are, you, know, you don't need to know my origin story, where I grew up, and all that to appreciate to appreciate our show, our show. Just like you don't need to know Brian's. I mean, it's. It's that mystery, you know. It's you know, you get a sense of who we are just by listening to us on the radio. We've talked I about it before with horror favorite. movies. We've talked about it before with horror movies. Yeah. You know, when when you talk about horror movies and the greatness that they were. Okay, we'll go back to Alfred Hitchcock. He left things unexplained. Let your let let your imagination run wild, trying to figure out what's going to happen next, or or where did that come from? You know what what what's about to go down? You know, and movies now they explain everything, so there is no scare factor there, and that's the that's the same thing with making these movies. You do not need to give backstories where everything, and and that's the problem is nobody has they lack imagination, so they don't want to think. They don't want to wonder. They just want to know who these characters are and everything so they can be like, oh, okay. So then they can become more judgmental. Everybody loves Han Solo. But how much you want to bet people are going to turn around and have a different viewpoint on him because they're going to make this damn standalone movie. And then they're going to be like, oh, well, well, this ain't he, – he's not as interesting as I thought he was. Or, or, wow, he's more badass than I thought he was. You know, this or that. But they're going to make it more judgmental. And you know that's how people are, Dan. People are going to become more judgmental based off of this, and and they don't need to know everything about him. Leave it alone. I don't want anybody but Harrison Ford playing Han Solo, period, point blank, plain and simple. There you go. Now, period. Dan, we, we, we got to move on here. We still got a couple movies I know you want to bring up. I've got a few that I want to bring up. Um, we are talking, but if it's all right with you, uh, with with being the spirit of the holidays and all, um, I wanted to ask Mario, outside of Star Wars, the holiday special, what's one of your least favorite Christmas movies? You know, and I was really struggling to think of my least favorite um, until you guys, of course, mentioned the Star Wars holiday special. Um, I, I can't honestly think of any. Like, my favorite... Christmas movies are the obscure ones that uh, maybe won't even be considered Christmas movies, like uh, 
Gremlins uh, and and Die Hard. Those are those are my Christmas movies, and um, yeah, I can't think of uh, my least favorites, honestly. We definitely got to have you on next. I haven't seen Jingle All the Way, so maybe that would be up there. Oh, go ahead and watch it. Watch it so you can add it to your list. Yes. (laughs) Now, now you don't – Jingle All the Way 2 is a waste of time, more so than Jingle All the Way, the first one. But definitely you got to watch the first one because you will laugh. I mean, it is funny watching – I'm a fan of Arnold. You know, I'll watch anything he's in just – and, and they try to argue back and forth and this and that, and they, they battle each other and trying to go after one damn toy. But it's it's definitely worth a watch because you'll get some laughs out of it, but it will be added to your list of least favorite Christmas movies. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind, if, and if it's on Netflix, I'll definitely uh, be watching that soon. Right on, brother. Well, definitely, Mario, man, we appreciate you calling in. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, after Dan says his goodbyes, I'm going to go ahead and I'll place you on mute so you can check out the rest of the show. Sounds good. And, guys, just think, uh, forget talking about the holiday Star Wars. Uh, We are like four days away from The Last Jedi, so we've got that to look forward to and redeem our faith in Star Wars again. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to stay off Uh, of social media until I'm able to go see this movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No spoilers. <laughs> no, no. I haven't even watched any of the latest trailers. Like, I I saw the first two, and after I saw the second one, I realized there was some intentional misdirect there, but, uh, yeah, I don't I don't want to see anything else until I see the movie now. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen the first trailer that came out, and I refuse to watch anything else. I just uh, – I'm so disappointed that I'm not going to be able to see it. I'm I'm very upset. I'm not going to be able to see it opening day. I'm going to probably try and sneak into the theater and watch it. <laughs> oh, you got to see it soon, Brian. <laughs> Dan, how many trailers have you watched of it so far? I've seen two of them. I've only seen two trailers. I haven't read anything about it. I haven't. Uh, anytime anything about it pops up onto my uh, Facebook news feed, I scroll past it. I don't want any spoilers. I don't want to know yeah, anything exactly. about the movie. I just I was, want I just want to watch the movie and hoping to God it's better than the train wreck that J.J. J. Abrams did. Oh come on! I like the Force Awakens. No, no, we discussed that back in May. No, we. Hey, uh, you put that above the prequels, though, right? Or are the prequels more of your favorite movie than Force Awakens? <sighs> No, that, that's a whole other show. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get started on that. It is. It is. Um, but it's 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 down there with The Phantom Menace for me. Oh. <laughs> All right. But uh, we definitely thank you for calling in, Mario. Please uh, continue to listen to the rest of the show, and um, we hope to hear from you next week. Absolutely. Sounds good. I'll talk to you guys later. Later, brother. All right. Bye. Man, that dude cracks me up every time he calls. Yeah, I love talking to Mario. Every time he calls. Oh, yeah. He cracks cracks me up because he's like, hey, guys, long-time listener, first-time caller. (laughs) (laughs) Next year when we do do our, our... um, 
Star Wars special during the month of May, he's going to have to be a guest host at least on one of the shows. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I agree completely. We'll definitely have to work that out with him. So, Mario, I know you're still listening. Uh, we want to get you on as a guest host on one of these shows coming up. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get in touch. Um, so, Dan, I, I brought up – I sparked a fire that, that burned for quite a while. Um, <laughs> it did. I'm, I'm going to let you try to – I'm I'm gonna give you a challenge, sir. I'm gonna okay. issue you a challenge. Okay. Now, for those of you who listen, often we know that Dan does not really he he's not really good with following through on the challenge that's <laughs> him. And if those of you who are listening or going back to listen don't know what I'm talking about, I will refer you back to the to the the week. Where we talked about trick or treat, and yeah, I honestly, issued a I challenge to Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I talked to you, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna have it up in like two days," but I issued a challenge to Dan. He didn't follow through with it, so I'm gonna issue another challenge, sir. I okay. I challenge you to try and top for the top this choice right here for the. For the least favorite Christmas movie. Okay, well, let's be honest. I have there's one. Really, there's really no topping the Star Wars Holiday Special because it is absolutely, probably, positively, the worst holiday movie out there. However, that one being put aside, one of my least favorite, and I, and I was wanting to say this is the one I was wanting to save till the end. Um, is actually directed by one of yours and one of my favorite directors. But, again, it was one of those origin stories that should never have been told. It was a live-action movie, not unlike Cat in the Hat, that should have never been done. It is an a Abomination to a cartoon Christmas classic voiced by the Come on, just, just, legendary just say it, damn it. Just Boris say it, because I already know. <laughs> I already know. Just say it. Ladies and gentlemen, I am talking about the live action starring Jim Carrey, directed by the phenomenal Ron Howard. You're gonna have to. You're gonna say the name of the show. Then we're gonna have to end it. I keep dragging <laughs> this out. <laughs> I am talking about none other than the live action Doctor Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Mm. This movie was absolutely, oh. totally, one hundred percent complete abomination to the Christmas movie universe. There is absolutely no reason why this movie should have ever, ever been made. There was no... I have watched the cartoon classic every single year 
for as long as I can remember. And ladies and gentlemen, I am 40 years old, which means I have seen this at least 33 times. Nope, nope, 35. 37, sorry. 37 times. At least. That's not including the times where I've watched it multiple times during the month of December. I absolutely love the cartoon classic Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Love it. Love the book. I read it to my kids every year on Christmas Eve along with Twas the Night Before Christmas. But to have a live-action version of it and to have it directed by Ron Howard starring Jim Carrey was just I don't know what – I don't know what the producers were thinking. I don't know what the – I don't know what the the, the the studio was thinking. This was absolutely horrible. Horrible. No reason for this to be ever created in any way, shape, or form. It was bad. It is at the top of my list for the worst holiday movie ever. Period. Point blank. Plain and simple. The worst. Uh, are you good there? I'm 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 waiting for you. Well, I I didn't know I I was waiting for you to like cue me in because I didn't know you were I I was wait I I didn't know if you were gonna keep going or whatever so. Brian, like, all joking aside. Well, thank you, thank you, Dan. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't I didn't have a segue between you and me. Well, no, and I didn't know, like, because, you know, usually you'll, like, get yours out, and then you're like, well, what did you think? You know, but you just kind of stopped, so I thought you were maybe trying to think of, you know, something to go – you know, you were going to go into something else. So um, I, I sat back and waited for a minute because, you know, we cut all each other off a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but we do. In, in all honesty, um, I think the only reason this movie went so well – did so well was because of the fact of the names attached to it, Ron Howard and Jim Carrey. Because outside of that, it was really, really bad. Now, I look around, I did a lot of looking around at um, people's comments on this movie and everything, and one of the comments that came up was, you know, it, it talks about, you know, why people can't take this film for what it's supposed to be. Supposed to be a lighthearted, tongue in cheek family comedy, things to make the kids laugh and things for the adults. And that is exactly what this film does. I laughed my nuts no. off at this film, thought Carrie put a great performance in the whole film, if watched at Christmas. Uh, really gives you a bit of a festive cheer. So, to all of you film reviewers, stop trying to sound like film students and knock every film because it's not Taxi Driver or The Godfather and take films for what they were supposed to be entertainment. Now, With that being said, here's the problem with movies like this. Dan, 
you and I both love Ron Howard. The guy yes. is pure genius. Yes. You and I also both really like Jim Carrey. Yes. Now, the problem with these people, though, is you put them both together. People get overly excited because of the names. It should have been, yes. The The thing is, is they get overly excited because they see the names of the characters in this movie. And they're like, holy shit, it's directed by Ron Howard and starring Jim Carrey. This is going to be phenomenal. And it should have been. And it very well could have been. But the reason people love this movie is because they watch movies and they're very biased about what they watch. Okay, if it has got one of their favorite actors in it, it's automatically going to be a good movie. And you know I'm right. If they watch a movie where they don't like certain actors, then it's a bad movie. Regardless of how good the movie is, it's a bad movie because they didn't really like the person, so they're going to be judgmental from start. You and I have both been guilty of this. Yes, we have. And... um, but the problem is, and I know a lot of people, because I've introduced, like, well, movies like The Evil Dead, I've introduced to people. But because yes. they couldn't look at the movie as a whole, and they just see cheap comedy, they are like, well, I don't, I don't see what's so great about this movie. It's generic as shit, uh, you know, this and this and this. And I'm just like, well, you're an idiot. But if you step back and look at the movie as a whole, it is bad. Because if it had been a B-level actor... If it had been a B-list actor playing the role of the Grinch, this movie would have gotten a shitstorm of bad reviews. But because it has a big-name actor such as Jim Carrey, who has done a phenomenal job in his career, he he made this movie great in their eyes. So therefore, it did an, an exceptionally well job at the box office and has sold and made so much money over the years. And and that's one of the biggest problems, like I said, with people watching these movies is because they're judgmental from the start. If they like the director or they like the actors or whatever, then they're already going to like the movie. Regardless of how much they may not like it, they're still going to like parts of it. If not, they're at least going to like half of the movie because of who's be in the movie. I'll be honest. When this movie was released in, in 2000, and you had the previews for it, and you know everybody's. You know, I mean, Ron Howard's name is blasted out there. Jim Carrey's name is blasted out there. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh my god, this movie's got to be great. They did a live action version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I mean, which you know I've already said is one of my absolute favorite all time Christmas specials ever. And I watched it, and then I bought it, and then I watched it again. Let's see. I watched it for the second time. (laughs) He said, and it hasn't been opened since. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I watched it for the second time, hoping, hoping that my first – my first impression of it was wrong. Because my first impression of it was bad, and I've done that before. When you know the the J.J. Abrams version of Star Trek was released, I didn't like it because I was biased. Because I'm a big Trekkie, and right. I love the originals. But then I watched it again, and I liked it. 
And then I watched the second one, didn't like it. Watched the third one, and I liked it. And that's what I did back in 2000 and 2001 with How the Grinch Stole Christmas. But then I let it go for a couple years. Then I was like, you know what? I want to try this movie again just to see if I was young and stupid. And I watched it again and realized I was old and stupid for watching it again. Every time I watch this, my hatred for it grows. Jim Carrey is a phenomenal physical comedy actor. He really is. He did very well in in Living Color. He did very well in the Ace Ventura series. He's also a very good uh, dramatic actor. Yes, he is. Um, He did very well in uh, The Truman Show. Did very Man well on the Moon. Majestic. Man on the Moon. The Majestic was a very, very good movie with him in it. However, when it comes to How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and it comes to his physical, physical comedy in How the Grinch Stole Christmas, it kind of seems like and, – and, and I mentioned this this uh, – this phrase before when I was talking about Elf kind of seems like it was forced. It's kind of like Ron Howard came up to Jim Carrey and said, Hey, I want you to play the Grinch, but I want you to be Ace Ventura in a Grinch costume. And that's exactly what um, Jim Carrey was. He was Ace Ventura in the Grinch costume and the Grinch makeup. My least favorite part, the part that I hate the most about this movie, is right at the end. In the cartoon, uh, you know, his heart grows three sizes, blah, 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 blah. He brings all the the presents back, and he's sitting at the table. um, You know, he carves the roast beast, you know, and everything is happy and joyous. You know, and he's singing with them and, and, and stuff like that. Well... In the Ron Howard version, Jim Carrey, to me, kind of seems like he's making fun of the song. Because, okay, this guy has been with the Who for how long? Since he was a child, according to this movie. How does he know the, this, this song at the end? This is a song apparently they sing every year. I mean, hell, I know this damn song by heart. And he's sitting down there, and he's I mean, literally belting out nonsensical gibberish, making fun of the, the song. Which to me means he hasn't learned anything, which completely and totally destroys the idea of the Grinch. Because he's not happy, he's not smiling, he's not – he's the same jackass person that he was before he – you know, when he was stealing all the presents. Ron Howard screwed that up. 
period, and completely and destroyed the idea of the grit. And that right there is the 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 hit on the head of the nail for me for this movie. Oh, and I think this. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say this movie. When I talk about it, and I don't know if you can tell, um, I don't know if our listeners can tell. I know you can tell, Brian. Um, this movie, when I talk about it, when I think about it, literally makes me angry because it destroys the original cartoon that I grew up with as a kid, and it destroys the complete and total concept of the Grinch and what the story, what Dr. Seuss tells in his story. Well, you're absolutely right. Um, I think, I think part of it, though. I mean, yes, Ron Howard, sir, I love your work, everything you've ever done, except for this movie. But you fucked this but, up. Except for this movie. But Take it I, I think one, if you notice, and I know you you did when watching this movie, it was kind of like Ron Howard was like told Jim Carrey, he was like, all right, well, this is what we're going to do. There's a script. I want you to follow it, but I want you to give it your own flair. Give it that Jim Carrey feel. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think that's what it was, was every movie Jim Carrey does that's comedy is, I won't even say a little, but excessively over the top, but very well done. And I think that's what he was trying to do here, was he went way over the top trying to give the Jim Carrey feel, when in all honesty, we didn't need a Jim Carrey in this movie. We didn't. Okay, I will, re- I will revert you back to one of, well, it used to be, you never hear about it anymore, honestly, but it's a well-known movie from back in the day. I watched it when I was a kid. Dan, I know you watched it when you were a kid. I will bring up Scrooged. Do you remember that movie? Oh. Dude, I was going to talk about that next week and the week after. Love right. that movie. Now, who was the cast in that movie, Dan? Well, I mean, film fucking Murray, of course. Exactly. Now, why could not we get Hollywood's White Whale to play the role of the Grinch in this movie? Because I think Bill Murray would have been a perfect fit for this role. Okay. Because I'm going to stop you here for just a second because we only have a few more minutes um, left on our recorded section, and I wanted to bring something in real quick. Um, I, I agree with you to a point that Bill Murray, I mean, Bill Murray could do well in anything. However, I think if Ron Howard was gone a different route with How the Grinch Stole Christmas, I think if he would have stayed more true to the book, more true to the actual story of the Grinch, not just the the not just the story, but the elements of the story, the the meaning behind the Grinch. 
But if he would have made it more of a dramatic type movie instead of a comedy, it made it more of a family movie and not a comedy, not had that Jim Carrey over the top physical acting. Because Jim Carrey still could have played the role of the Grinch because he has the voice. Jim Carrey had a phenomenal Grinch voice. I mean, it's 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 a very good homage to Boris Karloff. <clears throat> but if they hadn't tried to make it such an over-the-top comedy, I think it would have done a lot better. They could have had the same elements in it. They could have had an origin story for Jim Carrey or for the Grinch, even though we don't need one. We really don't. You know, because, I mean, it, the mystery adds to the story. We just know that he's the Grinch. Oh, but I give you that. Do... You're absolutely right there. I, I agree with you completely. Um, cutting down, it, if you're going to make it a movie like The Grinch, I feel like someone like Bill Murray would have done a better job. But yes, you're right. Jim Carrey, had it changed it from an over-the-top comedy to something else, Anything less than what they did would have been better. Then, yeah, I think that they could have done really well. But, I mean, it's not just Jim Carrey's, you know, portrayal of the Grinch. I mean, there's a lot of it. I mean, his, the costume I thought was a little bit, you know, subpar. You yeah. know, um, the Who's they they went a little excessive with the Who's. You know, yeah. I mean, they there was excessiveness in this entire film and. They really did way too much, and but we've seen it in another Dr. Seuss movie, too, when you go to Mike Myers and the Cat in the Hat. I mean, Dr. Yeah, Seuss movies yeah. should just not be touched. No, leave them as a cartoon. Leave them as a half-hour cartoon, because that's all, that's all you need for Dr. Seuss. Or even, I mean, Horton Hears a Who was a good Horton Hears a Who was movie. awesome. Yeah, animated, full-length movies animated are great. But yes. don't give us live action because no. Dr. Seuss live work. action just does not work. Uh, if you're going to work, it needs to be perfect. Okay, Ron Howard, yeah. I always thought he would have been perfect for – I always thought Ron Howard would have been perfect for a Dr. Seuss movie. Clearly not. But no. if you're going to cast someone for a Dr. Seuss movie, give us somebody like Bill Murray. You know, Because Bill Murray can play that role. I'll even give you somebody else that I think could fit because the guy can do any damn thing. I wouldn't mind seeing Will Smith in a role, put him as a voice even, you know, or, you know, if he's going to play in a role of something, Will Smith is another phenomenal actor that can, that can do about anything. Same with Jim yeah. Carrey, but Will Smith doesn't take it over the top like Jim Carrey did in this one. Yeah. You know, Will Ferrell even, yeah. Will Ferrell's another one. So I think honestly, they just, Trying to go over the top to give it that Dr. Dr. Seuss feel, but Is at the same time, no, I think, honestly, this film, and I'll even say The Cat in the Hat, even though it's not a Christmas movie, I will throw it in there also. Cat in the Hat and How the Grinch Stole Christmas made Dr. Seuss roll over in his grave. Yes. But, ladies and gentlemen, we are coming down to the last few minutes of our, uh, of our show. Um, Dr. Seuss is the Grinch. How the Grinch Stole Christmas is by far, other than the you know Star Wars holiday special, is by far. Say it for Mario. Least, <laughs> Say it for Mario. Least, 
favorite holiday movies. I mean, number one at the top is the Star Wars Holiday Special, and then a very, very close second is Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the live action. Um, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, tune in next week. We are going to be talking Christmas classics next week, um, all the movies that we all know and love, um, some old ones, even some of the newer classics that uh, you know that have become you know, what they are. We'll be discussing why these movies are Christmas. Um, so tune in next week. Uh, give us a call next week at six four six 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 eight eight four six seven. Forget to hit up our Facebook page, hit that like button, hit that share button, and um, you know we're also on Twitter. Um, hey. Christmas is only 15 days away. You still got time to go get your two guys in a balcony Christmas presents. Uh, go to cafepress.com backslash TGIAB. Go get your loved one, your friend, anybody. A um, TGIAB gift, whether it's a little Christmas ornament or you know a full set of uh, pajamas. We've even got the adult onesies over there. Um <laughs> So go ahead and check that out. Um, uh, from me to you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, stay safe, stay smart, and please remember, hey, everyone's a critic. So uh, you know, call in and tell us what you think. What are your final thoughts? Well, Dan, you said it. I mean, it come down to it. You know, we we definitely saved the biggest two for the last um, Star Wars Hollywood holiday special and How the Grinch Stole Christmas are. Two of the worst holiday Christmas movies of all time. Now, granted, there are quite a few other ones that we didn't touch on. Um, for instance, a Santa Claus movie that's you know a, a Mexican Santa um, that was actually not being racist there, but it was a bad movie. Um, we have Santa saves Santa saves us from the Martians or some shit like that. You know, from like the fifties. I was hoping you would bring that one up. There, there's so many of them out there that are just bad. But when it comes down to it, we got to look at all aspects of the movies. That's what Dan and I do. And well, this is one of the worst. These are two of the worst, and for good reason. So that's what we do here. But um, yeah, definitely, um, dude. It just, it was a good show. I had a good time tonight. I want to thank all oh, of our callers. And everyone's uh, calling it. Almost oh, definitely, you know, we, we we thank everybody for calling in and, and listening to the show, tuning in. We apologize for the for the uh, delay in the post for the show, but it, our post for next week will be up here within the hour. So uh, don't worry, you'll be able to do that. Give us a like, give us a share on our social media sites. Check out our websites. Check out our ca- uh, check out our merchandise line on cafepress.com backslash tgiab. Everything in there is awesome, and uh, you guys will love it. It's good gifts for everybody as well. But, yes, make sure you guys tune in to us next week when Dan and I will be talking about our our favorite Christmas movies. And uh, so, yeah, that's – that's. I kept it short. I didn't really go into a review <laughs> there. But uh, so, yeah, Dan, man, I had a blast tonight. It was fun. Awesome. And, uh, As always, brother, as always. <clears throat> but, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back. Same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs> right here on RadioAFS.com. This is Two Guys in a Balcony with Brian and Dan. Make sure you guys tune in. We are live every Sunday night 
6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. And uh, we will catch you guys next week. Have a good week, ladies and gentlemen.